This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Twill Immortal judges face the hard task of deciding where punching Cam Smith in the dick sits within this bountiful 2018 season. Garth Brennan discovers that not all of Bryce Cartwright's problems can be fixed with a coat hanger. Scott Bolton breaks down in tears as he's denied by a pad for the second time this season. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 10 of the 2018 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Episode 286 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. So, so I was looking at the um, 286 thing and I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, we knew 300 was coming and it was going to be this season. So I thought, oh, just to say, I was like, I had a look and I'm like, okay, let's see what the, let's see how, how 300 and ends up landing in like, I was I was hoping, I was like, wow, wouldn't that be great if that was like, you know, like the end of the season sort of thing, <laughs> it would work out perfectly. Yes. No, it's like the middle of August, so... Unfortunately, it's not even the end of the regular season. But uh, I have to think of something. I don't know what ideas. Send us ideas. Um, maybe next week we'll call it two eighty six part A. Yeah, and just go through you know to part just, like yeah, J or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> two eighty six point one. <laughs> um, so shout, shout out to uh, shout out to Vonnie and the Fox Sports crew listening in as always, doing great work over there with the game telecast. Um. Shout out to Grover as well uh, for giving us the idea for the, uh, one of the lines this week, yeah, the Scott Bolton one specifically. Um, we just had a lot of tweets, so I said Vonnie, because we had a lot of tweets from people going, tell us this, tell us they're not watching, fucking, <laughs> tell us they're not listening to this week in league. Yeah. Like, talking about Tigers in decline and stuff. And um, especially like the timing, like they're really, they're just bringing it out at the right time, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> almost, almost it's sprouted from everywhere at the same time. So everyone's recognised, must be three games is the, is the, the key. And I'll tell you what, you know, when, when you're a budding journalist. Yep. Especially an NRL journalist. Yep. First day on the job, you're given a couple of things. You're given a fucking flask that you can secretly drink yep. malt whiskey out of for the next 40 years yep. you're given a two for one coupon at stilettos <laughs> you're also given a fucking thesaurus <laughs> over the fact that they couldn't find any words that were similar to decline yeah 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 exactly well you know what you can't you know you can't improve upon perfection <laughs> It's encapsulated in that phrase. It just rolls off the tongue, and uh, yeah. I think someone needs to make you a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Originator, of and that, that's popularized it. Tigers in decline. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, you know, it's going on my gravestone. I've said it before. That's pretty much that's 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 my legacy. <laughs> in in my book, you know, with your your honourable heritage, it was neck and neck for me between implementing Tigers in decline. And the hopefully fondly remembered but probably forgotten has Lottie scored a hat trick dot com. <laughs> yeah, that was good times. I'm glad Lottie gave us a good few seasons. And uh, the only thing I regret about the has Lottie scored a hat trick uh, era, I wish he had have got one for Souths <laughs> in 2014. 
<laughs> that would have just made the whole thing. What's he doing? Is he playing in some provincial fucking comp somewhere? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. I think he's just, you know, just living his dream. If anyone's running around with Lottie on the weekend yeah. or, you know, if he's playing touch or something. I'd like to think he's living his best life, whatever that is. Not scoring hat tricks. Not going near elevators, from what I've heard. I'm having an elevator. Just so he's got like a phobia for. No, for not him. Knew a girl that was a um, a carer for one of his kids. Okay. Deathly afraid of elevators. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, the decline affects people in <laughs> many many ways. <laughs> many many ways. <laughs> many many ways. Um, news this week. I didn't write down any news that I wanted to talk about because, like, the Scott Bolton thing, okay, cool, that happened. Presumption of innocence, there's no details to talk about anyway. He's been, uh, he's clear to play from the NRL, he's clear to play from the Cowboys' perspective. Whether they play him or not, I'm not sure. I mean, I would imagine that they'd be making a, a call on whether it would affect the team morale and stuff overall and, yeah. uh, and the, that sort of thing uh, before he plays at this stage he's in, though. Uh, as we record on Wednesday night, uh, but Look, just, yeah. just speculating. Yeah, if it was true, yes, would it not be in Scott Bolton's best interest to get the fuck back to North Queensland mm-hmm. and be in damage control with his wife? Well, he did go back and then come back down again because, like, the team was actually staying down there in Bondi or whatever as their as their base all week. But oh, okay, so back. he went went back and then came back down. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, and then so then then after that is when he broke his silence and had his tearful thing or whatever. And yeah, that that was that was some real emotion. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna feel sorry for anyone accused of something unless it turns out it was wrongly accused. Yeah, and I can't imagine it was. Mm. I mean, because it wouldn't have gone this far mm. already. So yeah, my whole thing, even if he's innocent, I would still love one fucking club, just one fucking club, to come out and say. This has been the allegation. Yeah. The player intends to plead innocence and yeah. fight it yep. you know, to their full extent and their mm-hmm. rights within the law. Yep. However, to respect what an important issue this is within our community and our society, he's going to stand down voluntarily yep. Yep. until justice goes through. I'd yep. fucking love it. would be the fucking happiest day of my life. Yep. Especially with all the shit show that's coming out of the AFL at the moment. Oh, mate, they have got the fucking best broom squad, bar none. Yeah. Because this is like you know the, there are things that have happened in other sports, obviously, but the NFL that stuff that stuff happens and it blows up, and you know you got Greg Hardy things, and you got your you know fucking what's his face who smashed his girlfriend in the elevator on on camera and everything, like fucking fully like decked her and then dragged her unconscious body out, <laughs> like what like Fred Flintstone style? Fuck yeah, fuck like fucking Bam Bam though, but. <laughs> And it was like, you know, and you could, there's like camera footage inside the elevator watching it and then there's footage outside the door as the door's open they come out the thing and he's pretty much just dragging her unconscious body Christ. out. Right. Like, and he, he, never, I don't, he never played again. However, they still get dragged over that, yeah. over that stuff and like, you know, whether their response is too harsh, not harsh, whatever. AFL, they just do what the fuck they want and just sail through. The fact, the fact for fucking whoever that was, that senior, senior office holder there to come out and say that he believes it's absolutely fine that was like their, pay off. their boss or that was like their yeah but like I don't know if they were like Greenberg level boss or John Grant level fucking yeah. boss or whatever yeah, but I thought it was like their Greenberg guy okay no, like Gillen whatever your fucking name is yeah fucking cunt but you know to, to just come out and say oh yeah that you know I believe that hush money's fine pay him off and yeah fucking hell quieting them down um, yeah 
pretty uh, like and, you know it's one thing to think that way but and it's another thing to actually say it in a press conference to fucking media like <laughs> come on man yeah. and that just shows the level either the level of subservience that the media has the AFL media has to the organisation for one they're totally fucking they're bitches yeah because they can say that shit and get away with it <laughs> it's not a problem who's that other journal that came out and said that you know, through his whole career, he was told to not write things about AFL and this, that, and the other, and he What's did. It cost him his job. The, the AFL are a, a very strong organisation with their media. I mean, if you if you don't do if you say the things they don't want you to say, or you don't do what they want you to do, then they'll just fucking blackball you, and that's the end of you for your AFL career yeah. of uh, reporting. Yeah. And they don't want that, obviously, because AFL sells papers down there. Yeah. So I can't and like up here and up here is a to compare and contrast. Well, not up here so much, but let's say in Sydney, you got your your crisis merchants in the newspapers down there, and they'll say whatever the fuck they want. They'll have a story a day running something into the ground. Yeah. And the NRL does nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, it's like it's a two part thing. I'm of two minds. I mean, it's like on one hand, I'm like, you know, you should be tougher with these crisis merchants and kind of at least direct them to, you know, real issues and, you know. Not just trying to drum up shit. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want things swept either. No, not at all. So. Yeah. Um, Tough situation. It's been Zimmer sued fucking. That happened like probably not long after after the show last week. Yeah. And uh, well, he said he was going to slit slit a reporter's throat and shit down their neck. Uh, a junior, a junior reporter. Uh, for Channel Seven up here, I think it was who who um, inadvertently. Uh, broke br- broke his exclusive of Todd Carney moving back down to New South Wales. But it isn't even like he broke it. It's not even like a proper you know, story. Either. It's not like I'm going to take this and put my name to it and post it on the fucking no, side. No. You put it on a social media page. Out, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that guy's an absolute cunt and has been for years. I mean, you know, Manly fans will be getting a ton of a ton of pleasure out of uh, Masood's demise. But it ter- as it turns out, it seems like. It, pleasure is coming from universal fucking yeah. everybody. Yeah, and, not, and it's funny when you kick people on the way up, like he obviously did. Wow, I mean, you know, you've got a <laughs> you've got an army of people ready to shovel fucking dirt onto your, onto your grave when you fall. <laughs> if if you look across, you know, rugby league, yep, you know, there's really only, I'd say, half a dozen well-known journalists. And it's almost like they're afraid of losing their spot at the table. So it wouldn't take much for the NRL to kick them all into line. No, no, not at all. Um, But then you see in the paper today, Greenberg's hanging out with Buzz... No, I did not. I did not see that. What was that? Oh, there's a photo of them fucking hugging each other. Buzz looked like he was off his tits at three in the afternoon. But yeah, but I mean that guy. He's got that look of that fucking tea bag that's always down off his tits at three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> every day. <laughs> he's, well, he's off his tits at ten thirty a.m. You know, if <laughs> something waddles and quacks, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to throw out a bone and say fetch Roger. <laughs> so, um. On the subject of that, did you see Greenberg's response to the uh, current referee no, I didn't. criticisms? No, I did not. So there's been, obviously, some criticisms from a couple of decisions, yep. a couple of games over the weekend. And Greenberg has shown that 
he is still that fucking far removed from reality. Yeah. That he believes that all comments about referees are exactly the same. Yeah, okay, so just, so, and, and then therefore should all just be yeah. pretty much just dismissed exactly. outright. Yeah. So, you know, for, yeah, you had a certain section of people that they were saying, that, oh, too many penalties, too many penalties, too many penalties. Yep. That's a completely fucking different grievance from blatantly wrong... Yeah, wrong decision, wrong decision. Of course. Wrong, yeah, yeah. And so Green, Greenberg's response to that was, oh, you, you, you've got players on a football field and they're human and during the course of a game, they drop the ball and they, you know, they make mistakes and they do the wrong thing. Our referees are human too, so, so you've got to allow them to make mistakes. Now, yes, everyone's human and everyone makes mistakes. The fucking issue is, though, that the players on that field, their livelihood and their careers yeah. depend on the outcome yeah. of a large section of these games. Yeah. And then all the support staff and you know coaching staff. Correct. And the rest, yeah. But it's also in their hands because it is their performance. Mm-hmm. If they get something wrong, then it affects the team and that's the team's thing to improve. The other thing is the players don't have the fucking technology to, to help them knock on less <laughs> and refuse to use it. Yeah. Well, it's, it comes down to certain... Yeah, you just have to ask a couple of questions. You know, first question is... Are you happy with the accuracy of the decisions that have been made on the field, you know, by by your refer- by our referees? Yeah. And you would have to say, well, no, because we're not at one hundred percent. So then you go, okay, what factors are contributing to that one hundred percent figure not being achieved at the moment or not being achievable? Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, well, fuck, you know, they, you know, they're you know they they're only human. You know they make mistakes. Could those mistakes be rectified by uh, a review? Like you know, scrums take time to pack, and if it's a simple matter, if there's a ball being knocked on, yep, then it's a simple matter that okay, you go, you think these guys have knocked it on, so you you rule the feed going one way. It takes them thirty seconds to pack a scrum and you know sort of wander over and stuff, unless it's at the end of the game when they're trying to stop the clock. Plenty of time for the upstairs to go. Oh, actually no, you got reversed. It's it's actually the other guy's feed. Yeah, that's simple. And that removes a large amount of frustration. And especially when so many of the decisions happen in either crucial times or zones on the field. Yeah. Like shit like when there's an attacking kick put up. Yep. The difference between, did it come off an attacker or a defender, mm-hmm. is the difference between a dropout and another set of pressure for the defending team. Or getting out of it, or saving themselves out. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, and it's, you know, it's fuck, all the time, my young fella loves Josh Adokar. Yep. And he was watching a bunch of his highlights on, on YouTube. And I was yeah. sitting down and watching him. And there was a try he scored this year. I think it was against uh, Warriors. I think it was against the Warriors. Where he, like he's run 95 metres. And he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you have a look, right when he scores the try, he scores right in the corner, the mm-hmm. right-hand edge of the field. And he jumps. Yep. And you can see the touch judge is 10 metres back. Yep. Yep. Because he's not as fucking quick. Yeah, and no one yeah, as no that car. Yeah. Then you can see exactly where the touch judge is looking, and he's trying to look at the ball being planted. So he's yeah. diving through the air, and the, you can see the touch judge trying to look at yeah. where the ball is. Meanwhile, Adokar's hand is about five centimeters from the touch line. Yeah. How the fuck is one touchy supposed to be looking for all of these three things from ten meters back or ever far yeah. back? Under, yeah, and there's, there's there's so many factors, and and you know what? Looking at those things that we've just mentioned, none of those create extra stoppages yeah. in the game. 
because it's already a stoppage. Yep. You know, knock on whatever. That's it. A penalty being blown yep. or something like that. You know, these things are already stoppages that can yep. be, you know, be very quickly. And if it's quick enough that uh, that comment- commentators and fans at home can go, oh fuck, that's they that watch the replay and go, that no, that's you know that. exactly. Boom! You haven't. You've not lost any time. It's not this. I've, I hear this. You know. Oh, we don't want to turn it into the NFL. And the games go five hours. Our game isn't structured that way. Yeah. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop that many times. Yeah. It's uh, and these things are not. These are the things that happen anyway. They're stoppages that are already stopped. Yeah. Um, that, that's the other thing, though. If it's done properly. Yeah. It would actually create fewer stoppages. How many times do you see a captain up to the referee? Yeah. This and this and this and yeah. this and this. Yeah. You know, he yeah. touched it and this and you can clearly see and have a yeah. look and why didn't yeah. you... Da, da, da. Yeah. It just eliminates that. Yeah. If a player comes up, the referee can just simply say to them, that's the review we've had. That's what the video showed. Yeah. yeah you're down here with me, mate. What do you... You know... Easy. You're looking up at a fucking... You know, if you really want to go to the fucking nth degree, there's the capacity to put GPS trackers in balls and then you can start to find out did things go forward or backwards out of the hand. Yeah, they never want to do that. You know? they, never, they, never want to, they never want to take, take that on. I yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And it's like, and then but, you look at the next point, you go, okay, so, uh, you know, the guys, the, the referees are human and um, they can make mistakes. Okay, if they make mistakes, it's just because they're wrong. Um, would they make, would you say they make more or yeah. less mistakes under fatigue? Yeah. Well, they'd make more mistakes under fatigue. Okay, so what do we do to, to remove fatigue? Yeah. You ever done the, the Harbour Bridge climb? No, I haven't. You know they make you put a safety harness on there. Yes. Because people are fucking human, they make mistakes, and they can fall off a fucking bridge. Yeah. So instead of going, look, people are human, and you just need to fucking we accept. Need to, we need to accept we're going to lose one or two. <laughs> sometimes you may need to put your wipers on when it's sunny on the bridge. <laughs> no, use some fucking basic technology yeah. and can't yeah. stop falling off it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, Boggles a fucking mind. But again, Green Turd is that far out of fucking touch with, with what's going on. Yeah, and, and the thing is if you could actu- if you actually would would uh, lean on the on the technology more, you could probably take you could take one of the referees off the field. Yeah. As well, which is something that people are, you know, seem to enjoy. Or seem to want now. Like, it's funny, like, it just seems like there's this pining for the the old days like that one was, ref yeah yeah and, and uh, look I, th- I, th- I think that the standard of refereeing is probably you know exactly the same if you know maybe fractionally better I'm not sure I mean I don't have the but I tell you one thing there was far less technology back then to, to highlight yeah, fuck no and there's still there's still bad try decisions that I remember yeah. this fucking day from 1994 and, yeah, know, yeah. Where, yeah where we got robbed from this and that so yeah exactly yeah so so yeah so basically yeah Fucking do something about it, you bald cunt. I want a fucking response. I want someone yeah. at fucking NRL to actually come out and explain why they're not using the bunker for that shit. Well, you remember as well, it was like a Tony Archer thing as well. They actually were look, using the bunker to, to review things in like 2016. And then he came out and said, oh, well, you know, we're going to change that. Why? It was just a determination of at our end of season review. We just decided that that's something that isn't allowable. This, this whole fucking thing out, what's allowable? And what isn't allowable, if it's if it's view if it's determinable via the technology, fucking let them. Exactly. Oh, and if it takes ten seconds more, then you know there's another fucking ten second yeah. TVC for nuggets and. This is the thing. It, it's that fucking oh. simple. That would placate, I'd say, eighty percent of the fan whinges about referees. Do you think? I mean, this is this is a very like a very 
you know, smooth and clear-cut situation. It's not reality and not going to happen. But do you think that, hypothetically speaking, that if we reached a, p- a position whereby referees got the decisions right 99% of the time, so when you think of the decisions in a game, that would probably be one bad decision on like things you know think of the how many bad decisions we get like now around there's probably like five big ones you know like that were dead wrong and had an impact okay yep. across across a round of football so let's say we we could remove all of those and you get you get one of those every other week yep do you think <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, it wouldn't shut the fans up because the fans are fucking whinges at heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as I'm saying, I'm thinking, nah. Look, I'm fans just love a You know what? It it may just be that, that one that yeah. one wrong call that really isn't bad in the scheme of things because yeah. there's no others. Yeah. It it becomes the great the biggest Yeah, the fucking the, yeah, yeah, the okay. biggest scandal ever. But I honestly think the majority of people would be happy if we could get to the stage and you accept that there's some that are really fucking tough to adjudicate on. Things like somebody goes over for a try and there's four guys on top of him and six guys come from every angle and cover the fucking camera. Which happens almost every time there's a, a, like a held up, you know, set it up as a try thing. The the bunker's never going to do that. Yeah. Because once again, it's like, you know, what, it's like put GPS on the ball and it's like, you know, to break the plane of like, you know, the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Um, it's, there's going to be that shit you never get. Yep. Um, I honestly think though that if they started using it, you're going to get other shit like okay, well, oh, you know, even loose loose carries and strips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've gone they've gone a, more of a way that that's better this year than it has been, mm. just because of the way they've you know they've removed the 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 second the second tackler thing, and if the, if someone yeah. engages and disengages, then you know that's it's you know it's a live ball again. Mm. Um, and we've seen people like you know like Kenny Edwards take advantage of that, and he just gets yeah. in there and he's just like fucking fuck off and they let all that go and he's yeah. just like rat, rat. <laughs> just in there like a fucking raptor yeah I'm happy with the honest yeah. ball carrier yeah, yeah like how were you taught to carry a football well fucking don't drop it cunt I think that was the well it <laughs> I would, think that was... you know it would point yeah. point yeah. the elbow yep yep hand over the other point yep and as you go into impact cover with the other cover hand cover it up and yep. and also and, and and there was also there, there were people who the, that we had that you know like they weren't as you know like they were newer and they, they were smaller or they weren't yeah. as comfortable you know they, they, their ball security wasn't as great and so they were told don't fucking worry about all you worry about is wrap it up yeah like don't you know this is obviously back in the day you, know, you don't have to be fucking Gene Miles you know <laughs> not big of you offending people off and you know, carry it in one hand Just, yeah uh, you know, wrap the fucking thing up yeah so, so um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Greenberg you're a cunt do something you bull allegedly do something uh, yeah do something you bull bitch um I don't know what else to talk about as far as the news I think we can just get into the into the games fantastic because um, this is the thing with the news week like you know we can't really talk about the about the Bolton thing because you know it'll 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 all come out in the wash when it comes out you know mm-hmm. and other than that we're starting to get into that most most vague time of the year which is origin hopeful time of the year oh, fucking where man. all the news stories become about this guy's an origin bolter this guy's an origin hopeful this veteran may get the this may be his last series the call up maybe, yeah know, will, will they put him in there you know for his experience blah 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 is this person eligible etc 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 so we're coming up to that time of year which is the, the zero news time of the year yeah
footy. Thursday night, Suncorp. The Broncos 22 defeated the Doggies 20. Um, this one, the Broncos had tries through Oates, Glenn and Offangawe. Uh, Asako, three of three conversions, two of two penalty goals, including another crucial one at the end. Mm. The Doggies 20 came from tries to Martin, Frawley, Holland, Mbai. Three of three conversions and one of two penalty goals. Yeah, look, the, the Doggies came out and had a, a nice fast start on this one. I was really impressed with with the way they began the game, but from there... Well, you know, and then they had the... Uh, you know, and as fortunate as it was, I mean, the Broncos came back at them, but then as fortunate as it was, they did get themselves back into what certainly was a match-winning lead with uh, oh. only a couple of minutes left on the clock. But see, that they did, every, in my opinion, they did everything they could to get Brisbane back at them. Mm. You know, the, even when they got out to an early lead. Yeah. It was just sloppy play yeah. and, and silly decisions to... To really give Brisbane every opportunity. Um, funny thing here was though the surface at Suncorp. I, I might be wrong here, and it's been bad in the past. You know what I want to say, uh, and this is you know this might be my memory playing up on me, but I want to say that the surface at Suncorp has had issues from time to time, whether it be from the other sports use, you know, or like a yeah. concert using the ground, yeah. or like the rugby using the ground, or yep. you know, whatever. Since the floods, yes, the surface has been has been pretty shit, and there's been times where they were talking mm. about pulling the whole thing up, and it was sandy, mm. sandy and, and, and terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the, there were, and the two ones that come to mind are obviously, you know, the Darius Boyd and mm-hmm. Jack Bird. Yeah, he slipped on a pickle, didn't he? <laughs> pickle slip. <laughs> Takes them out. He takes them out of. I've, I've heard that's the only thing at McDonald's he doesn't eat. Don't they have salads now? Because <laughs> he's not. He's not are, fucking are eating they, salads. Are they still persisting with those? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, they were running and and really not even at, at full pace. Neither no. of them are super speedsters, and they just. And it wasn't like he was like majestically wrong footed by like yeah. like a Roger Tuivasa check esque yeah. Del- it was they, they literally slowed down yeah. Yeah. to to meet the ball, yeah, and, and their feet kept work. going. It, <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the dogs to me just look look to have the same issues they had last year. They're just absolutely flaccid after four tackles. If you're playing the dogs and you can defend against four tackles, mm-hmm. you know that there's really going to be very little threat. On a fifth, because more often than not, they're going to come up with useless fifth tackle options, or if they're just they're, going to if, die with the ball. Yeah, if they're ten meters out, you know you've got to watch for that that short that short ball to rampaging for Taylor Mariner yep. on the on the left. From yeah, but otherwise, like four and four and eight, that guy that's putting putting um, you know hitting forty twenties and you know, putting up yeah. amazing bombs and everything like that. That's it. He's the other half which yeah. they don't have. And you, you look at the like the team that came and shocked Brisbane at Suncorp with, with the Titans. Yep. Back before they were shit. Yep. Um, well, it was kind of between shits. <laughs> because they got flogged <laughs> yeah, the week <true>. before. <laughs> That's right. Um, but they came out there and they never gave Brisbane an opportunity to get comfortable. Yep. They were just at them and at them and at them and they were relentless. The Broncos really never looked out of this game. And even though the dogs were ahead on the scoreboard, it always just felt like it was a matter of time till they came back. Um, some very, very simple tries later and then all of a sudden you get the the M by push which you know I don't want to piss off 
Bill Hughes fans, by the letter of the law, I think that was a penalty. It was 100% a penalty. And there's, and there's three ways to think about it. One is the doggies fan fucking tinfoil idiot way, which is, <laughs> oh, there was nothing in that. You know, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Look at the referee giving him the Broncos the game. For, look, I, I get it. If I was a fan of the dogs, if it or if it happened to my team, yep. I would be fucking livid. Because then the second way to think about it is the black and white rules way. He put a hand on him, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's definitely a penalty. Yep. Which is the correct way. Which is the correct way to think. However, there is also the understandable way of thinking, which is like, yes, he put a hand on him, but did it have any effect whatsoever on the play? Zero. It's like he almost like he did it and immediately regretted and not did anything about it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but it, as completely ineffectual as it was, still a penalty. So you know, I don't know. I mean, the only option he had there was to uh, not touch him at all. And if that had been the case, it was uh, golden point. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but any time he touches him, or if he touches him any more severely than he did, then yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm also glad. That there was a penalty blown that decided a game right at the end. Yep. Because for two long players have known that, okay, the, the, put away the, the whistle's going situations. away in the last yep. two, so you can get away with more than you would otherwise. Yep. Um, so I think it's a bigger picture that that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's funny though, it's it's amazing how like these, how little, little turns in fortune can completely define seasons. Because let me tell you, if it wasn't for a goalpost and two fucking match-giving yeah. penalties in front at the end of games, the Broncos would be a two-win side with a shit surface at their home ground. Yes, and it would be. And let me tell you, the crisis would be far worse in our market where we are. Fuck yeah! <laughs> could you could you fucking imagine the yeah. scenes? And you, I mean, and the, the, that and it's a razor-thin difference. Look, um, Broncos fans wouldn't be sitting there. You know, oh yeah, I'm on with Wayne now, just trying to find Jack Bird's best position. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, look, let me tell you, I've got a tweet this week. They're not. They're even now. They're not. <laughs> they're not on with that. He's back to the centres this week, I hear. So. Yes, and then you have uh, good old ex Broncos Hodge, and uh, Lockie. I think. Have not saying that he needs to play lock? Yeah, is it, does, 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 do they say he needs to play lock, or like he yeah. wants to? He wants to be a lock. No, or? no, that, that's what they said. I think it's just because now he weighs as much as Wade Graham. No, man, need to put a fucking the lock there. on his... <laughs> need to put a <laughs> lock, on on, <laughs> lock on his local Maccas. <laughs> get that fucking... Get that McDonald's fucking flybys card or whatever it is. <laughs> it just boggles my mind. I get sponsorship, sponsorship, but it just boggles my mind <laughs> that, that you could think it's a good thing as a fringe benefit to give players $20 of Maccas a day. <laughs> Especially, you would think that you'd identify them at the start of the season. Well, obviously, yeah. Look at look at Birdie. He fucking likes a burger. Sammy Thiday, He's not getting one of these yeah. cards. Look, I, Milford. I, no way. I would like to say it surprises me. Yeah. And as much as I love rugby league and and the culture and even you know shit cunt teams and their shit cunt fans yeah. and and the rivalry. Unfortunately, on on the scale of professional sports, yeah, we still we still not yeah. far from meat raffles, yeah, the meat trays, and it's <laughs> we're not as far removed from the meat trays as as, as we'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, in our more cultured moments, exactly. <laughs> it it's funny. I was watching the um, 
was an interview with Luke Lewis on, and Josh Reynolds are on one of the shows. Yep. We got a snippet of that, and they were talking about the Scott Bolton thing, players going out for beers. And both Reynolds and Lewis were there basically saying, well, fuck it, we're grown-ups, we, sh- we should be able to have a beer. You know, I know guys that have a couple of beers with dinner every night, and that's just what they do when they're... Yep. That's how they prepare for their, their games. And the fucking little hobbit cunt that writes... What's his name? Oh, you got to be more. Than, um, you got to give me more than that. He played like two games for Parramatta. Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he comes and actually made a cracker of a point. Yeah. He said, "Now the, the Commonwealth Games were just up on the Gold Coast. How many athletes do you think four days out, five days out from their event, they're drinking alcohol, were having a beer with dinner? Yeah. You know how, how many? Yeah. You know, afterwards." Fair enough. Because oh, they had like a... At the Commonwealth Games, didn't they have like a like a Mr. Whippy or something? Like they had like an all-you-can-eat ice cream thing yeah. in, the village, in the Athletes Village or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't hitting that before their event, though. Exactly. If my event was on day two, though, you know you'd be hitting it from days three through 14. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Man. <laughs> if I was there with an all-you-can-eat Mr. Whippy, I'd just send an email... Dear E-Fucked, I have all your content for you for the next five years. <laughs> oh, dear. Shall we move on to the tweets? Yes. Um, Stuart Marler. Geez, Jermaine Asako said our stats are going to need an asterisk next to them by the end of the year if they keep giving him dodgy match-winning kicks like this. I can can't kick, though. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, but when, you know, the rest blowing all in front, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's kicking touchline ones as well, but uh, GT351 underscore Johns. At least aliens would use lube before an aim while probing. <laughs> Sun just gets in there with an iron glove in bunghole for 80 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot said. I mean, and, yeah, the Broncos do enjoy a very good record. Not as good as I've seen some some corners of the media stating. I mean, like saying it's like some something to zero. I mean, Broncos lose under the guy, but yeah, they do, they do have a... Well, as someone who's playing the Broncos at Suncorp this weekend... I'm certainly glad that he's not Yeah. <laughs> that uh that we're not getting the, the um the old mate there. Uh JSJ Hogan. Stats are a funny thing. Against Brisbane we were behind in every stat and lost by two. Two weeks ago we led every stat against the Roosters and couldn't score any points. It comes down to opportunities, whether you create create them for your team or give them to the opposition. And yeah, and I think this case was uh, definitely the giving them to the opposition. Yes. Underscore JDHD. Seeing all the Dogs fans claim conspiracy against their team when Todd Greenberg is the CEO is <laughs> CEO of the NRL is chicken soup for my red V soul. Hey, <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> uh, hot dogs of war. My poor dogs were robbed tonight by those blind, incompetent refs. Could have used my new tool member scarf a few weeks early. <laughs> yes. Um, where are we? Uh, yeah, Jared underscore Hunt. Can someone please tell me when it's okay for you to grab a player without the ball? It's a penalty all day. Agreed. Mm. And final word goes to Cruzy 6 if we don't offload that cuntox bird at the end of the year, I'm going to lose my shit. Surely I can upgrade him for chicken and chips combat red rooster. I love unloading wholesome L's to that fraud footy side. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't, yeah, he understands the situation, but he'll still take that win. Uh, Rabbitohs 36 to feed the Knights 18 uh, at McDonald at McDonald Jones. Uh, good crowd, um, just under 23,000. The Rabbits. 36 came from tries to Jennings, Walker, Graham, Gagai, Cook, and Inglis. Reynolds, 4 of 6 conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Knights, 18, came from a double to two dads. Uh, Matatia, uh, uh, Matatia S. And uh, 
Lachlan Fitzgibbon also tries uh, Ponga one of two conversions and CO fucking Barry Crocker zero mm. which wasn't a difference in the game however it certainly was a big difference in the, the swing and opportunities and it was a difference like, a difference like, at half time I'd say yeah, yeah but it's also also mentally the difference I mean with those goals that, that yeah. CO, CO was missing too like yeah. they were a lot closer at times in the, at crucial times of the game than the scoreline dictated well, this is the thing. They went into half time in this game, and this is after the 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 rabbits came out, yeah, and were what was it, like twelve nil up after yeah eight minutes or something. Yeah, I I honestly thought that the knights were going to get absolutely fucking hope soloed. Yep. Um, but to their credit, they came back. They they dug in, but at half time it was three tries apiece. Yep. But it was sixteen. Um, whatever it was, 16, no, eight, 18, fucking 12 or whatever, yeah, six yeah. points was the difference, but it's too late for me to do math. <laughs> well, okay. and, and it's funny, the Rabbitohs um, rabbit seem to have, the, the, the Rabbitohs seem to be great at capitalising this shit too. I remember a game against Manly early mm-hmm. last year, where I think Manly scored two tries in the first, like, you know, four or five minutes or whatever, missed the goal, so it was 8 nil. Yeah. And so Rabbits come back and score two, two tries, you know, over yeah. the court. It's, it's yeah. tw- all of a sudden it's 12 8 and you're That's fucked, it. you know. Exactly. We're not fucked, but I mean, you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. There's absolutely no no reward for, you know, like emotional reward for, yeah, <laughs> for, exactly. for early toil, you know. Exactly. Um, the Rabbitohs, I think if they can keep if they can keep an uh, like a, a consistent lineup together, this, this brand of football that Seabold's got, it's finally, you know, he, he's finally exercised most, if not all, of the of the Madge yeah. out of the out of the Rabbitohs. And I mean, they're they're playing a much better brand of football, I think, than anyone would have given them hope of, you know, so quickly. Well, they're stretching defences. You know, yeah. it was apparent all night against Newcastle that they were so concerned with containing South's middle. Yep. It left them way too exposed. Yeah. On and, the edges. And just yeah, you know, and when you've got like Origin guys like you know Gi and Gagai out there. Yeah. But then it also gives you options back through. Yep. Because they've got guys with, you know, better than average or much better than average pace yeah. throughout their whole back line and spine, yep. including their nine, it means that you've got the defence unsure almost all the time. And they had a couple of plays where they'd come back in the middle or, or Cook would just absolutely burn. He scored another one himself, yep. you know, straight out of dummy half. Yep. Um, it, it's just the sort of attacking lineup and the attacking potential that keeps defensive lines very unsure of themselves. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy would you be with Cook as the New South Wales hooker? Um, I, I would be happy. I haven't seen him have enough defensive masterclass games but you know what for that and I know yeah there's that thing don't pick on defence it's no, origin but we've had, but we've, had, we've, that. we've had the defensive one for you know not last year but we've had the defensive one for years and he, you know and, and, he'll, and he'll pull off 66 tackles in a, in a fucking origin game I'd be I'd Terrific. be fine no no I'd be fine with him I'd rather this 30. stuff yeah yeah 100% I want that but I'd, I'd also like him to be plugging up holes where yeah. he needs to be. So, and I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm just saying I probably haven't seen enough of it to be 100 happy. Doing that? 
Um, so I'd, I would be seven out of ten happy for his play style. I'd be two and a half out of ten additional because I would then be able to have posters of the New South Wales Origin team on my kid's wall without that fucking... You weren't ashamed of. Bucktooth freaking clown-looking cunt from St. George on there. Because he would have to be the other... I mean, it's a two-horse race now, right? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, thankfully, yeah. you know, the, the, the Mr. Mr. Seabold over there over there at South Central, he... Uh, <laughs> He's he's not using Farrah for anything, so not, there's no chance, no possible chance, no, that he can possibly be picked from you know Reggie's or whatever. Uh, so yeah, look, yeah, and that that, that I mean, come on, man, you're making like I know we're not talking about the dragons right now, but I mean, I don't know your contract value. I'm gonna guess it's in the you know circa three hundred thousand dollars a year minimum. Yeah, what's Invisalign cost? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean the off season is long. At least do something though. The, the yeah, I don't care if he fucking rocks up with like a fucking Tom Cruise extra middle tooth or whatever. No, like, <laughs> you know, no, he's got a, you could fit one in there. If you if you're not going to fucking get him fixed, yeah, I want to see you in the fucking off season in Guatemala helping cunts build a dam to stop people getting flooded by the river, just fucking chewing through pine, <laughs> beaver style. <laughs> Um, yeah, some fucking chompers. Yeah, no, I'd be happy. All right, little buffalo. Seriously, Kalen Ponga, how good can a chopper chop in footy boots be? Look, he's uh, he was always he was he was always going to be a good buy for whoever mm. you know if the Cowboys retain him. Well, I mean, he'd be killing it for them too, no doubt about it. Um, Do you think he'd get the opportunities? I would say so. In fact, I think he might have got less opportunities last year because he was gone. No, no, no sorry, I'm saying so. In, in this Newcastle yeah, team, okay. he's very clearly the focal point well, of I mean, a yeah, lot would, of their attack. He would have to, he would have to pay third. But I mean, look, okay, you think of someone like Coot though, because he would have started in, instead of instead of Coot because Coot, yep. you know, was out injured. So he would therefore, you know, potentially would have cemented a spot because they were in fucking trouble before Coot came. Back, yeah. Before he came. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the fact that he's back now doesn't mean that he would have been back if Ponga was there and playing amazingly well. Yeah. And, you know, with Thurston, you know, Thurston down a bit, Morgan, you know, very much down as well, maybe he would have... But that's what I'm saying. So you got a team where, you know, Michael Morgan came out of origin camp and fucking led him to a grand final. Yeah. Then you get Thurston come back in and all of a sudden the fucking game plan switches and, okay, Morgan, you're back to your distinct fucking sixth roll and JT's back now, so we're we're running through him. Yeah. Ponger, I reckon, would get a third of the touches he does at Newcastle up in North Queensland. Yeah, but I just wonder with North Queensland, you know, with the other guys down, if he wouldn't get the touch, you know what I mean? No, he'd get the game time. Yeah. But I'm saying with, within an 80 minutes, he'd get far fewer touches of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swiss underscore Cowboy underscore 78. These fucking Knights, I tip them, they lose. I tip against them, they win. The last three years, you were 90% losing at least. Hashtag consistency, hashtag good old times, <laughs> hashtag keep the spoon. The uh, Cowboys 26 to feed the Panthers 20 out at uh, was Bathurst, uh, just over 10,000 um, in attendance. The Cowboys 26 came from tries to Morgan, Thurston, Hampton, Gavin Cooper. Thurston, three or four conversions, a couple of penalty goals. The Panthers 20 came from a double to Phillips and a double to Wallace and Maloney, two or four conversions. Yes, there's a joke. I thought we were almost set up for the, a repeat of last year. They were close enough to do the camera job that they did yeah. last, year, last year in Bathurst. Yeah, no. But uh, not to be. 
This yeah. was a fucking good performance from the Cowboys, though. The Cowboys did exactly to Penrith what Penrith did to them mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Yep. You know, they, they came in as outsiders. Yep. And they came with a fucking determined forward pack who did not let up all night. Yep. And the thing that the Cowboys did much better than Penrith was they kept their intensity in both defence and attack. Yep. So while Penrith had a you know a fair bit of sting in, in their defence and um, James Fisharis, I think he took Coote's soul home in a bottle. He fucking hit him that many times after he'd kicked the ball. Yeah, but having, um, having said that as well, Coote like, did not put a foot wrong. He's got that fucking disease where the cunt just can't feel pain. And this game was one of the games where, like, where, and he's probably had games like this for the Cowboys before, but this is one of these games when I was watching, I was thinking, this guy, he's having a fucking blinder. Like, he is yeah, unfortunately, he's killing it. He, he tends to do that against us. <laughs> but, um, look, it. Like, kicking, like, you guys were fucking smashing him down their end to a, a set that yeah. would have, a set that would have, you know, 15, 20 metres gain yep. or whatever. And then he would. This left like, foot comes in. This yeah. Bomb it downfield. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're pulling it out of your own 20. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. And, you know, whereas there's been other games where he's been absolutely woeful under the high ball, he, he was just fucking safe as houses that night. And, yeah, we, we copped it, unfortunately. But. Yeah, Matt Scott and Tom Lolo really came out. Yep. And they led from the front. You know, so uh, losing Merrin in the warm-up didn't help. Uh, I'm, I'm still yet to fucking see anything. Did you see the vision of him in the sheds? No, I didn't. I've seen, I, I, I heard the reports through the game. I saw the x-rays and stuff like that. So when, it, when the game first started, all of a sudden I've seen Merrin in the sheds and he's got a... a doctor with him and everyone's looking very fucking distressed yep. and so I've turned the volume up and I've gone oh Merrin Merrin's dislocated a finger in the warm up we don't know if he'll play I've dislocated dislocated and I don't know if they said that and that's what made me think it but fuck it looked like that doctor was trying to pull his finger back in and if he was trying to pull his fucking finger back in and it wasn't dislocated it was fractured then, yeah, then that's Dr. Nick Riviera. Well, that doctor... So, obviously, it wouldn't have been a compound fracture at that stage because no. if you fucking see the bone coming out, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking there's a high fucking chance that this doctor has pulled the bone through the skin oh. in his feet. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, that's some incompetent shit. Yeah, but what's the actual wash-up, though? It's not that bad, is it? He's been named this weekend. Whether that's actually I'm going to play or whether that's yeah, I thought I thought it was like he was a chance. We 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 need to name fucking eighty six people and yeah yeah we, we've, got, we've got nineteen but we've got to find twenty one mm. somewhere. Yeah, so um, that that didn't help the rotation. You know, losing Leota was a a fucking big one as well. Yeah, and he's There's, gone for how long? Like it's like it's not a full pack, is it? It's like it's not a season. No, it's, it's like it, a. It's a, a minor peg yeah. injury, but I think it's still sort of three or four weeks, yeah, yeah. which is a shame because he was just fucking coming good. Yeah. He got in the fumbles out of his game. Yep. Um, but this thing here with the Panthers that that they they really don't seem to want to do, people have figured out, fucking surprise, surprise, that the ball's going to Maloney. Yeah. This so, is what happens in a one-back system. Well, Believe it, me, I've been living it. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've also figured out that... There's only sort of two or three options 
Penrith will run on that side because they don't run with a lot of depth yep. in their attack. Um, and so there's no adjustment. Yep. So I'd, I'd really like to see somebody of Maloney's class, you know, just top, changing things up a little bit. You know defences are going to rush on you now. Yeah. You know they're going to rush on you. So if they rush on you, some little kicks through early, try and build some pressure. Worst case, you might get a repeat set. Um because just going through the hands at the moment isn't working, especially because we've got fucking second rowers in the centres. Yeah. There needs to be some changes there. They're not going to score points the way they were earlier in the season. They're going to have to bash into cunts, wear them out, build some pressure, and crack them long term. Yeah. Okay, uh, Swiss underscore cowboy under 78 again. The people in rural New South Wales should be very grateful for the Panthers. They're giving them a chance to watch JT Masterclass live. Uh, Rishay underscore Rishi. He's fucking Aryan motherfucker. <laughs> Tweeting here, talking about fucking rural Australia, after we liberated your whole fucking continent, you ungrateful Nazi cunt. <laughs> um, appreciate you appreciate you getting the membership, though, sir. Don't listen to Jay. We love you. It's times like this, I'm glad... Sorry, Rishay underscore Rishi. It's times like this, I'm glad I didn't convince myself to drive up to Bathurst and freeze to watch the Mighty Panthers serve this shit sandwich for dinner. Mm. Hashtag Panther pride question mark. Oof, that's tough. I don't think there was a lack of pride in the performance. I thought, they, you know, they did, you know, fairly well under the circumstances. They just found a... Yeah. You know, a You show me any other team in professional sport anywhere in the history of this fucking world, universe, <laughs> dimension, right? Like, we've got future immortal on the fucking sidelines. We've lost an entire fucking origin class forward pack. Like, we've, we've got a fucking winger that basically looks like a fucking poster from Terminator 2 now with half his fucking face off and cyborg shit everywhere. Like, it, it's the Biggest fucking brave performance. Oh god, what the fuck is going on out there though? Because I mean, like you had you could you, you had Ronnie that you could blame, but then you can't scapegoat him anymore. That's oh, fucking Aaron Woods. <laughs> What's he got to fucking do with your injury problems? We well, crippled Cleary, and he crippled Edwards, <laughs> which is a giant fucking lumbering cunt tato. Yeah, that can't tackle properly, so he's yep. got to fall on people. Um, yeah, it's tough. The uh, Raiders, 32 to feed the Titans, 18 uh, down there in Canberra, just over 11,000 in attendance. The Raiders, 32, came from Trice, Soliola, Croker, Tarpane, Kotrick, Shannon Boyd and Jordan Rappiner. Four of six conversions to Altieri Eyes, and the Titans, 18, came from Tries to James, Proctor, Max King, and three of three conversions to Flash. Fucking poor old Titans. The fucking pity them. They're poor already dead. old now, you know what? I don't pity them. I pity somebody like Michael Gordon. Don't, twi- pity, don't, d- pity, don't pity him. He could have gone to England. The twilight of his career deserves better. <laughs> he could have gone to England. <laughs> it, it deserves better than this fucking syphilitic cunt circus. That is the Gold Coast Titans. Um, look, a lot's been made of Ash Taylor and how he he's crucial to that team. I really think he needs some assistance in making his decisions. You know, kick on the end of the first set of the game. And it may have just been a complete mishit. 
but he looked like he was going for one of the old like Kamali touch finder specials. Yep. Would fucking belt it through the line somehow and, and yep. skid it low and just yep. not give anyone the opportunity. <laughs> the first set of the game, why are you get why are you looking for touch? You, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> guys, guys blown up already. You're on your forty. <laughs> you know. Like Connie's not fit, but no. <laughs> you know. he's got a couple of sets and in him though. It it's just yeah, it, it was just such an odd play at at that stage. Yeah, and, and then from there the Raiders just took advantage of, of some really shoddy defence. The tries they scored were they were simple, but they were smart. Yep. Um, yeah, on on his side, Bryce Cartwright. A lot's been made of him missing tackles. I, I think it's more than him missing tackles. I think it's him knowing what to do in that fucking position in the defensive line because you saw it yeah. time and time again. As the ball spread, Ryan James was covering inside him yep. and you could see James pushing out and he was screaming at him to get out yep. and Caro he was just sort of stood flat flat footed yep. almost okay what do you want you want a senator to come in or yeah, yeah. what's going on here and then there was just creating overlap after overlap yeah, put that on flash or something someone needs to tell the line you know what to do I mean if he's going to be shuffled around and you know I mean you you know what you would think as a, as a professional yeah. football player who not who is not unfamiliar with playing in the six I mean yeah he, he did it not enough. the first club he's done it no you think he'd have a, a fair idea of what to basically slide in a line and, yeah you know but it, it you know, and you can see James screaming at him yeah he must you can dumb see him so dumb football eh? Hey? um but it was just uh, again the the Raiders saw it Yep. He did it a couple of times in midfield. Yep. And they just took advantage of him. Mm-hmm. They ran everything down that side. Yep. Um, there, there was one little one that, um, what's his name, fucking Crimea River put in. But the Titans got back in. There were a couple of clever little grubbers, but. It, it was all too little, too late, though. Well, they, they got themselves to within eight. Yep. You know, and, and you look at that and, okay, from there, miracles can fucking happen. But. Yep. In that position, they let in another fucking soft as baby shit try, right under the post, yep. just the big big old forward barge through, mm. um, and and that that was it. But to me, they just look mentally fucking broken. Yep. Which is so strange when they they went on a little mini sort of run yeah. after they had that, that that good win against the Broncos, very good win against the Broncos, and it looked like they were. They were pretty much fucking rolling. And it's not like they've been crippled by injuries or anything either. They've oh, been that- crippled by players just falling the fuck off. Yeah, they, they lost Arrow in this one. Well, Arrow, yeah. They and lost him in this one, though. I mean, but they've been going badly, you know, poorly for a yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Tough times. Yep. Uh, what are we? Here we go. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. On last week's episode, you touted Eisenhuth's try against the Eel as the softest prop try ever. Titans, hold my beer. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Soliolo. Enjoy your stay. I still like the Eisenhuth one more just because of like the, the semi-half pace and like the distance covered and all that sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take your point. Uh, King Levius, I knew Bryce couldn't go a season without getting another teardrop. Hashtag 187 on the Gold Coast season. <laughs> Earthboy75, who's selecting Cartwright at six for the Titans? Ruined Sims? <laughs> Can't speak. Hashtag Goalpost Titans. As they play play Brenko. Come on. Well, 
Hang on, when was that tweet sent? He sent that tweet, uh, it would have been after the game. That's prophetic. Yeah. yeah. It's prophetic. Yep. Nostradamus. Twenty the Warriors twenty six defeated the Tigers four at Mount Smart crowd of just under seventeen thousand. The Warriors twenty six came from tries to Fusatua, Johnson, Malmalo double to Lawton, uh, Sean Johnson two of four conversions. Katha missed with his only attempt and uh, penalty goal to Sean Johnson. Tigers four came from tries to fucking mullet, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> mullet tank. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that was it. I saw an article through the week where it's like he knows people saying shit about his hair, and, and he's just and and he's not cutting it. And furthermore, it's not like he doesn't mean that haircut. He's like, there's a couple of other players. I don't know, might have been Masters, might have been one of them. I can't remember, but he said like, you know, two of the two of the players he named is that they get like a barber around every week, you know, to fix their hair and everything, like you know, make sure it's all perfect. And he gets it done at the same time, and they're like, you know, cut the back off. He's like, no, never. This is exactly how I want. Like, <laughs> I, like it's not like it didn't get this way by accident. This is exactly how I want it to be. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> I can't fucking argue with it, dude. I mean, if you could. If, you look like a fucking idiot, but I mean, if you're owning it like that, I mean, how can how can you say anything about it when yeah. that's the attitude? Look, you know, it, it's not as prevalent in Australia as it is in America. It's like the hairstyle equivalent of getting face tattoos. Well, he might just be one yep. of those people that has a fucking shelter somewhere full of fucking canned tomatoes and bottled water and shit like that. And he figures that in the fucking dystopian post-apocalyptic future, mm-hmm. if there's someone trying to steal some food, they're more likely to steal it from fucking some Blake Ashford-looking motherfucker <laughs> than him. <laughs> than this crazy... Yeah, this dude looks like he stepped off fucking... <laughs> stepped out of fucking uh, Mad Max. <laughs> yes. Um, good try he scored, though. It was oh, fantastic. De- determ- determination. The, over this game, though, the, the Warriors just did a much better job of playing that up-tempo style of football. Yep. They did it at a better quality and, and for a longer period of time than the Tigers. You know, the the Tigers tried to match them at, at their own game. Um, but even when, like, after he fucking sin-binned himself, fucking offer. What an absolute dickhead. Um, how, after, how, 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 how dare you? Why? He's a top five winger in the game, so I'm told. <laughs> fucking hell, I can't even think of a fucking witty comeback to that because it's just that fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> it, it It's happened so many times this season. Yep. The blow a whistle and fucking... And oh, look, I understand. Uh, it, it's, it's become now, because of the, the referee's willingness to go... Well, yeah, it is, and you got to go. Yeah. Finally, I mean that, that that's the you know they're willing to do that every game, like every time, and yeah. they've made it like an accepted part, like you know I think for the fan bases as well. It's like yeah, okay, there's no real complaining about it. Exactly. Um, it's been building over the last season or two. Um, but it's good that it's finally it's it's become a thing. But now it's like a, a completely legit yeah. strategy. Yeah. Tap, yeah. tap and run for the fucking run, at run for the markers and mate and and yeah, just pray yeah and just wait for muscle memory and instinct to kick <laughs> to in and give yourself a man uh, a man up. But he, even when like after he came back on the field, he he made that break and he yep. he was away. Yeah, it it ended up he was absolutely fucking monstered in in a nice little one on one ball and all. Yep. But if you if you look at that run, there were four other Warriors jerseys 
mm-hmm. that appeared yep. between him and the try line yep. from midfield. Yeah. So the, the Warriors just looked to have an answer for almost everything that the Tigers threw at them. But the thing is, the Tigers, I mean, yeah, the score line, it doesn't, doesn't ref- I don't think it reflects how, in just the general ebb and flow of the game, they were fairly even for large portions of this game. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. It's just that the Warriors could actually generate attack. Yep. And convert that. Yep. Into points. Yeah. Uh, no, and, like, how could they fucking not with, you know, beasts like fucking Fusatua? I mean, that guy, he's got a fucking amazing try in him every oh, week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. It's almost like he runs towards the sideline just so he can... <laughs> just to see how far he can go over and still get it down. Yeah. <laughs> this is a personal challenge at this point. It's, yeah, nuts. But, um, you know, then, then you end up... Yeah, Benji set, got himself sin-binned. Yep. That was the only one that... You know, what did you say? It was two in quick succession. Yeah. I I haven't seen a sin-binning for two. Yeah, it's... Uh, I I felt it was qu- it was probably a little bit quick on the trigger, but also I wasn't listening that intently to what the referee yeah, was doing either, so. and he might have given them absolute a warning fair beforehand warning and say, "Look, next yeah. one, you know, yeah. I've had enough. Next one, a guy's going, and then it's happened anyway." But it's, and you know, again for the Warriors, we're, we're a se- seasons past. Yep. You know, Isaac Luke went down. That's again. a that's a big one for him. I, I would say that put he's his shoulder out, put his shoulder out and then put it back in on the field. Because he didn't want to leave the field, he wanted to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Fucking little machine. He's having the fucking career season almost. What a what a fucking healing. He's getting that carver over there. Ribbon Wiki's probably brewing up for him after the games and shit. If he was taller, he could play Wolverine in a movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, previously in another season, losing Johnson would be fucking catastrophic for them. Yeah. This year though. Yeah, it's just like take a deep breath and fucking get on with it. Yeah. What I did love though. Did you see Johnson after he was injured? No. So he's gone down, and you see the medicos run out to him. Yeah. And he sat down, and normally when a player's in that situation, it's press to scrub your pain, press to yeah, scrub yeah. your pain, press to scrub your pain. Johnson sat up, and he's like describing the fucking scientific names of the bones he's <laughs> fucked in his foot just because he's done it that many fucking times he's gone no I felt a go it was fucking 34 metacarpal fucking here on the thing um, so he could perform first aid on himself yep but yeah no good win by the Warriors get the season back on track at one-eyed tiger underscore no matter what happens from here we'll always have memories of happier times in March and April unless alcohol destroys those memories which is a possibility if this form keeps up <laughs> hashtag tigers in tigers incline on hold <laughs> Rusty heart up. What year is this? I swear this is 2016 Tigers, but this can't be 2016 Warriors. Uh, the biggest Tiger. Warriors being great will be the last thing that finally kills rugby. So really, the Tigers are like Aragorn leading the final battle of Mordor. Ash, New Zealand joke. Hashtag L-O-T-R and R-L together at last. That's funny time. I actually watched Lord of the Rings this morning. Had, uh, uh, my son was homesick. Nice. So I thought, it's about time. You know what? Probably... Probably his sister doesn't have the stamina, so it doesn't need to be like a family movie yeah. thing. But I'll throw it on and just see if he, you know, see if he takes an interest in it. And uh, yeah, he was uh, he was fairly entertained by it all. Next, next time, probably not when your kids are home. Um, look, look for the the homage um, plowed in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that on E-Fuck or just your general porn gaming sites. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it, it's probably better than. Raiders the Lost Ass, but it's no Beaverly Hills Cox. 
Dimatea. Great bounce back from last week. Cough, cough, Tigers fans. Exception, the biggest Tiger top bloke. I'll be at Campbelltown Station. Dick Tuck, Kendall style it is. <laughs> then at this point, the sucking of the dick from the back will commence. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Barbie style. Uh, Jay Bartley, 90. Oh, no, we suck again. Hashtag back in decline. Hashtag stuck at the bottom. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron. How good was that Fusatua try? He's a better finisher than Ron Jeremy. Indeed. Ron uh, Jeremy was never known for his finishing. Uh, so what you're saying is he's more of a more of a, a rugby league Peter North. <laughs> Stuart Marler. Hashtag Tigers in decline. There, I said it. Happy now. <laughs> the biggest Tiger. I've got to give him another one. Uh, actually, no, that's, not, that's the wrong game. So we could save that one for later. Biggest. I was going to say, I didn't think I was fucking giving away bonus tweets for people this week. Although you deserve it because you are a treasure. Sharks 22 defeated the Parramatta Eels 20 at the uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. A crowd of just a tick over 12,000 in attendance. The Sharkies 22, a double to Fecky. Uh, Townsend and Lee also with tries. Townsend 2 or 4 conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels 20 tries to French Moses, Gower and Jennings. Moses 2 or 4 conversions. Crucially 2 or 4. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, let's, you know, it wasn't like he shanked it from in front, though. I mean, like... Yeah. He almost got that sideline one. He, I mean, it was a pretty good. He made a pretty good fist of it. It wasn't sideline though. It was like fairly wide out though, right? Um, yeah. unless I'm unless my memory's completely fucked. I remember no. being pretty like decently far out. This is a funny thing. Right after this game, um, I jumped on, turned the old PS4 on. Yep. A couple of the Tool Nation lads were on there. I was yep. talking, they were talking about the game, talking about the game. They go, oh, "Fuck, how close was that conversion for him to win it?" And I didn't even register that they could have gone into Golden Point. Like, yeah, in yeah. my head, it was already just, okay, they'd fucking lost and that was a trash time try. Yeah, no, no. I think it was to tie it up, yeah. Yeah. Golden Point, yeah. Thing, but um, Sharks, I think, played some just very good, simple and smart football. They let their forwards do the work. They let Parramatta come in to try and lessen the impact. And for the first part of the game, they just persisted with some, you know, third tackle spreads out to either side. Yep. Then when Paris thinned out and started to slide early, they just brought their quick guys back with some some nice little inside balls and there was just really no opportunity for for Parramatta to get on top defensively. Um, I think for Parramatta, a couple of the bigger worries came from that Val Holmes try that was disallowed where he ran through fucking 9,000 people and yeah. and did that. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Technically, Moylan got in the way. Um, and I'm not saying they, they should have allowed it. Yeah. But what happened to Parramatta there was... was Exposed. Re- really something that, that other teams are, are going to want to take notice of. Um, but frustrating for Parramatta fans... I know, I know Cronulla had sort of, you know, signed off and, okay, yeah, we've got the game The game was won, yeah, yeah. But what Parramatta produced, and especially the decisions made by their halves in that last, you know, whatever it was, eight, seven minutes. Yep. If I was a Parramatta supporter, I'd, I'd be sitting there going, well, hang on, wh- why are you only doing that then? Yeah, when the game's gone. And I don't need you to do it every set of six. I understand that every set's not going to be a scoring opportunity and yep. that you've got to work into positions and, and really, you know, probe your defence, but... At least something. 
before then. Um, I, I don't know what it takes. And, you know, he, he gets a lot of shit for being a, a whinging little cunt. But I, I would fucking much rather the response out of Mitchell Moses after the game was lost. Yeah. Then, then the happy slap. fucking yeah. Kumbaya Hill Song Circle. Yep. So. Well, no, it's, 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 it, I, I think it's the, the, the most real response that he's ever had on a football field. Yeah. Like, actually, like, like a, you know, demonstrating, like, will win and, you know, how much how much winning means to him and all that yeah. sort of thing. Because, I mean, he's been a... I mean, the whole point of his exit from the Tigers was that he was the opposite of that. Yeah. He was fucking borderline tanking it and, like, you know, putting zero in. Yeah. Which is why he got the early release. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's good to see that, you know, it's, you know, whatever the circumstances of him landing there, I mean, it's good to see that he's actually... Gives a fuck, mm. you know, for like for fam, fans of the Eels as well, because I mean, I'm sure that they wouldn't have been, you know, particularly happy in the first, you know, sort of five or six weeks either. Yeah. Um. So I mean, hopefully that gives them some, you know, a bit of hope, but you know, at least in terms of the commitment levels mm. that he's bringing to the table. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't believe it. There's fuck all tweets about. In fact, zero about that game. So um, good good shit fan bases. Uh, the Dragons 34 defeated the Storm 14 Jubilee, just a tick over 19,000 in attendance. The Dragons had a double to Aiken, McInnes and Lafayette tries with four of four conversions and five of five penalty goals for a perfect day with the boot. Defeating the Storm, fucking pounding them 14, uh, hat trick to the Fox and uh, one of three conversions to Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. See, this game for, for Storm, from their point of view, was a. Uh a throwback to both the Tigers games that they played in, where you know, neither team could really get into any sort of consistent rhythm. Yep. Um, it was pretty scrappy on, on both sides, but but whereas the Storm looked completely shook up and, and uncomfortable being in a scrappy game, yeah. the Dragons, to me, looked like they had... You know, they obviously weren't happy to be fucking up and knocking the ball on and making silly errors. But when that happened, they were a lot more resigned. Okay, let's not just not let this cost us. Yeah, yep. You know, so they seemed to deal much better with the condition and the flow of the game than the Storm did. They ended up completing the Storm at 65%, um, which for them, that, that would... That's pretty much, you know, family members getting, getting knocked off. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, fucking Addo Carr's lucky. He produced all of Melbourne's five line breaks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he he's not going to win. He's not semi Rudradra. Um, but that Melbourne forward pack were just completely dominated. And mistakes, and, and the other side just seemed to you know end up in mistakes as well. Like they could get nothing going on. And Cameron Smith got punched in the dick. Now look, if you had have asked me before this game or before this round of action, you said, "How'd you feel about Cameron Smith getting sent to the bin that time?" And I would have said, "Look, it was fucking amazing. Like I probably ejaculated three, four times, and uh, and it was definitely it was, it, and I, and you know the bank got a fucking heavy usage out of it evermore." But if you then had said, "Well, look." Is there going to be any moment Cameron Smith related this season that's going to top that? I could never in a million years have estimated a guest or forecast that him getting punched in the balls to basically remove him 
from the defence. <laughs> from, from the defensive line for the purpose of scoring a try is just the most fucking delightful thing I've seen on a rugby league field in God fucking knows how long. Yeah. I mean, just so, so satisfying. <laughs> Tell you what, I jerked off that much. I went past coming blood. <laughs> past coming blood. Dust that honestly looked like I was spoofing paprika. It was just this weird fucking mix. Um, you know, I oh, was scouring eBay for fucking Jeremy Lattimore rookie cards. It's uh, <laughs> sensational. To add to the bank. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and look, you know, judging from the, the tweets we received, the, uh, the rugby league community at large... Also felt the same way. Devon Head. Jeremy Lattimore is a shoo-in for the next Immortal after doing what all rugby league fans have wanted to do for 15 years now. Chop Cam Smith right in the nuts. Um, we've got uh, Steve K146432. I believe he's a Russian bot. Uh, it's a little surprise that the Dragons are the top scoring team this season with such innovative attacking strategies. Personally, I hope to see the punch Cam Smith in the cock play He's much more frequently <laughs> from now on league-wide. Would be amazing. And um, <laughs> biggest, the biggest tiger. Most wholesome person on Twitter, I'll have you know. Actually punched him in the dick and they scored. <laughs> God, I hope that's not a new strategy employed by lots of teams. I don't know if I could watch anyone else cop it other than Smith. I could watch plenty of people cop it. Yeah. Although, I, even players I like. The good thing is, if you go back and freeze frame it. Yep. He's punched him in the hairy beanbag that hard. His fucking chin dimple popped out for a second. <laughs> fucking great. Oh, fucking hell. The uh, Roosters 22 defeat the Miley Manly Seagulls 20 at Allianz. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> that I certainly got to this crowd, <laughs> generously say. The uh, Roosters 22 uh, tries to uh, Fergie, Lou, and JWH. Uh, three of three conversions and two of two penalty goals to Latrell Mitchell once again carrying his fucking side as he has done for the last month. Uh, Manly's 20 came from tries to uh, Fanua Blake and a double to Uate. Uh, Cherry Evans, two of three conversions and two of two penalty goals. Look, I think this one might be the one where they've just started to turn things around a little bit. Still fucked with injuries and one more injury is pretty much means they can't play what the how bad does an injury toll how bad could an injury toll conceivably get in the nrl era i mean you've had some fucking terrible ones in your time yeah how bad could it conceive like when you're fucking basically my under- trotting out fetuses onto the in 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 the in the 17 yeah. jersey just yeah my understanding of this is it, it all works back to the salary cap, obviously. Mm. So you have your top squad. You've got your top 30, yeah. And... Then you've got the development ones as, uh, outside, of, outside yeah. of that. And that's what you're, you've had to bring one up, but then, I think, this week, haven't yeah, you? Then, yeah, then you've got your your second level or your, your yeah. underneath yep. tier. Now, they have their own independent salary cap. Yep. And they also have their own min, um, min payment. Yeah, yeah. And that's so you can't go and get, you know, you, you couldn't go and sign Cronk and Smith from Melbourne. Yeah. And say, oh, no, Cronk's going to play reserve grade for us. <laughs> and he takes up your whole yeah, fucking yeah, cap. Yeah. The, it seems to be just a formality that if you can't field players. Because they're not going to prevent you from exactly. fielding of 17 players. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're not going to let anyone forfeit. 
they're, they're not going to let, yep. let that happen. There's so, too much money for that to happen, yeah. Correct. Um, there's a couple of avenues for them. They can you know, have people, that, what they call development players, yep. coming through. They can ask for special permission. Yeah, but that's... Just like you guys did with... Yeah, um, all, yep. Fucking uh, your, your cuck master who fucking cucked you and wouldn't play for the love of the jersey. Did you see how much he's getting paid? That, that's irrelevant. I'm talking about the fact that he wouldn't play for the love of the jersey. Do you, you understand? He's he's playing for one fifteenth of what the West Tigers fired him from. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not talking about that. You, you're paying him less than the Tigers. Oh, we're paying him. We're paying him less than the doggies. Who are paying him less than the Tigers? We're paying him like a third of the doggies. Okay, cool. So what's happened is we've got a player in first grade who's basically making fucking what I presume James Hassan, who I found out is back at Manly in the reserve grade. Jesus this week. <laughs> no. He was given the opportunity to play for after being fired by the fuck club in decline. No, but after- also yeah, he was given the opportunity. But also no, but I mean part of his contract was that it activated certain things upon upon selection to first grade. Yeah, so that's that's fine. And then, but and you know then- what he had the option to do? He had the option to say, given the current situation, I will forego those clauses because of my respect for the club that gave me a third chance. Contracts, contract, man. I mean, we did the right thing by him. Now he can feed his whole family, which I believe that is is a burden on his on his not on his not small shoulders. <laughs> so better watch he doesn't go to Broncos. And, and hopefully he's going to play better. And, and hopefully he'll play better now that his family are off his fucking back. Um, speaking of him though, so he, I mean, considering he hasn't played first grade for about mm. a year and being so young and he was mm. so, so heavy not not that long ago, yeah, he fucking actually did okay because he was marked up on the trail. Who was the who's the best player in the in the Roosters side and the only only player co- only conduit through yeah. which points are traditionally That's scored it. over the last over season two thousand eighteen and he fucking he bottled him up. I yeah. mean, there was only one chance that he really had to score and that ended up with Sully barreling him over the sideline. Yep. So he did a he did a fucking great job. I mean, I'm not saying he's not there yet, but I mean, shit. That's the first appearance. Then I'm you know I'm happy for him to build from that for sure. And I mean, as a whole, I mean the side. Definitely was better this time. Dylan Walker is actually better at five, five I mean, at five eighth than he was in that first uh, abortive stint in two thousand sixteen. He actually didn't look too bad um, because he, you know, he knows what his abilities are and he's he's got to be a running five eighth. And so he did that and he and he looked he looked fine. Unless Boo um, Radley's in front of him, then he shouldn't run. Well, I mean, he came from beside Ever. him. And I mean, you know, good cover defense and everything. I mean, but that other one was a fucking send off. I mean, shoulder and arm directly straight to Tapao's face. I mean, he's suspended this week from it, um, which is good to see. I mean, the fucking grub shot merchant. Um, you know, you want to start talking about you want to start talking about fucking Steve Matai's and all this sort of thing, mate. I mean, Steve Matai was known for one thing: smashing cunts legally. So don't fucking no. <laughs> Steve Matai was known for fucking dropping down and pretending to be injured <laughs> when the fucking game got tough. The greatest fucking hit of the game is ever known ever. Um, Marty Tapao. This week, statistics actually do tell tell a positive story from him because I mean last week he got a fuckload of meters like you know over two fifty I think yeah. but I mean there were some you know those dickhead penalties you know piggybacking sides out of the, out of their own end and 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 drop balls and shit like that at the end of a twenty meter run this this week there was little to none of that so he's actually yeah. getting it together and he was fucking beast mode I mean. This game was more of a, the team's obviously down on confidence, but I think it's one that will really build confidence for them um, internally going forward. And 
really that's that was the difference in the game because I mean every other I mean apart from the scoreboard they were on top in every fucking facet of the game. I don't think East have fixed anything themselves either at the moment. Um, and friend, once again, I think that if Radley if Radley could stop getting suspended, yeah, I think friend is fucking gone. Like yeah, I, I think in two weeks time. You know, pending what happens this weekend. So, I mean, who knows? Miracles yep. may fucking, you know, yeah. someone may come out and have a blinder. But he is, I think he is officially on notice. Well, how long have they got Kronk for? Two years? Yeah. You, you know, I would be thinking very seriously about talking to Cooper Kronk. Yeah. Because he would need to... Obviously, Friend's popular within that playing group. Like yeah, he, He's been yeah. at the Roosters for a long fucking time. Yep. And what you don't want to do is have anyone there that can potentially start some sort of fucking player revolt. Yep. But Cooper Cronk is starting his touches flat-footed. Mm-hmm. With very little option around him, and I don't, I don't remember his service being bad. Or like he, he was good once, like even just as things like the service. Yeah, look, I think he was serviceable. I, th- I yeah. think he, I think he kept his spot with that sort of determined, yeah. nuggety. I'll, I'll run for every ball. I'll fucking tackle cunts three times my size. I'll, I'll get involved in everything. Yep. Um. And it's all, there's almost no other position for him yeah. on the football field. Yeah. His size doesn't lend him to any other yep. position in the pack, and he's probably not quick enough to be an effective centre or even a winger, yeah. even though somehow fucking Mitch Orbison's still a centre. Yeah. Um, fucking... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd, I would be engaging Cooper Cronk and really then trying to get the, the team on side. Yeah. You'd want to be giving friends some fucking clear direction. Yep. As in... Coops likes the ball out in front of him, and yep. he's going to be moving. Yep. So you know we this, need to do it. This is what are they fucking doing at training? If not that, you know. Um, and like Tommy Turbo, fucking mate, have a week on the wing or something. I mean, when when you look at you know Matthew Wright, and you go, look, honestly, he's a better option just because fucking body on the line and safe. He's not going to do anything good or spectacular. Yeah. But. He's not going to fuck up either, and like I saw that, yeah, the the head dropping a bit as well, and you know, it's not it's not good when you know confidence is robbed like that. You know, you need to the injuries are, are such that you know you can't give someone a break, but you can certainly give him a holiday out in the wing. He hasn't yeah. been the same since he came back too early with his yeah. fucked ankle. Yeah, exactly, and I think that you know that that ankle related shit sapped him of his confidence, and now that his ankle's probably okay, but you know then the confidence thing is like a carryover from that. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Was was it? Last year that he played the last half of the season absolutely busted. Yeah, pretty was, much. Was yeah. that last year? Yeah. Yeah, so he, he played that, that tail end yep. in a fair amount of fucking pain. Yeah. Like, there were a couple of games where he made clean breaks. Yeah. And you could see he was fucking limping yep. you know, the, the last couple of minutes. I honestly think that them doing that to him last year and then bringing him back early again this year... I think that's fucked him in the head. Yeah, I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's like bringing him back early though, or just you know, like I think medically they wouldn't bring him back early. They wouldn't bring him back early medically. Like he would have been fine to to play, but maybe you know maybe mentally. You okay, know, you remember it. when fucking Greg Inglis fucked himself game one last year? Yeah, and but they said you're fine to play on. 
that was yeah medically that was the wrong call. <laughs> I, I I would agree medically wrong, but that was yes. like something that was like the most negligent fucking thing we've ever seen yeah. in the history of rugby league. That's it. <laughs> like that's what it's but again, in, and in all seriousness here, when Tommy came back in that game early, and it was apparent after ten minutes, yeah, that he wasn't right. He had no pace. He yeah. wasn't changing direction, and he was ginger on that fucking leg. Yeah. Why didn't Trent pull him off? He's obviously because, not right. Because I know, I know, I know why. Because he's not a good coach. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, do I do I need to go get a fucking Google Translate and fucking find out how to say it in twenty six different languages so I, people fucking hear me? I fucking tried my best to help you this week. <laughs> I fuck, I I rang up my mate Gus. I said, "Look, man, they're in a fucking spot here." Get, get this cut the walk. We, we need your help. No. I need you to start some fucking rumours that you're looking at Uarte. <laughs> well, fucking look at him. Two-try hero. And he actually, he should have had a hat-trick because that try was yeah, fucking legit. So and that's the worst thing about this game. I mean, there's, talk about games. Like, when team, a team is down on luck, it's really fucking hard. Like, once they get over the hurdle, they're okay. But it's just hard to break that hurdle. I mean, because this game is like, that try from Uarte was dead set legit. And the um and Dylan Walker had a break as well. We picked up a loose ball and it was called a knock on both ways. Like he knocked it on and then he knocked it on in picking it up somehow. And he was off under the sticks. And then you look on the replay and he didn't do anything like a knock on. He just picked it up as clean as you like and was away. And then the flip side is that they did to themselves was the fucking Paseca, I think it was, trying to tackle uh, Lou for that that uh, try they scored after half time, and oh the, sorry their second try they scored and he's. The guy's down low, you know, a metre out or two metres out from the try line. I think Tapao was sort of around his body and legs, and he was the one bringing him down to the ground. But then Paseca's kind of like just had his, like the knees, how they sort of leaned forward with the knees and sort of over the top of him. And you can see the guy's got his arm out trying to put it down, and it would have been nothing for him just to go, you know, just to drop his arm and just, you know, wrap that arm up, problem solved. But he wasn't even looking at it. He was looking... I don't know where he's fucking looking, but he was over the guy's back mm. and like not looking down at what was actually happening. It was just like it was like a combination of laziness and just like no fucking awareness of where on the field yeah. <laughs> where the trial was, and like just dumb shit. And and those two things like that turned it from a handy win to a or a close win or an easy, you know, like twelve point win. Just fucking dumb shit. Um, Kim W. Jobson. Every time Manly players make an error, I feel like Jakey T is going to go all Bellamy on their families. They're going to give him heart problems. He cares that much. He stopped fucking he's, caring. I think I think he's dead inside. Um, he's, he's, he can't even fucking look at his brother at the dinner table at the moment. I, I would all all he wants to do is go and fucking sit and watch Reggie's to support his mate Hastings <laughs> in a fucking hoodie that covers up that giant fucking pumpkin head of his. And he sits there and eats his soft serve with sprinkles like a sad little cunt. Paul Mac underscore 78. Roosters picked so many hookers today. Buzz Rothfield turned up to the game. <laughs> Barge ass 86. <laughs> Has anyone seen Robbie Farrell lately? I swear he's wearing a Jake Friend suit and playing for the Roosters to get his revenge on Jason Taylor. <laughs> Hashtag still in decline. Uh, Ryan F underscore the best. <laughs> Two things we learned from tonight's game. One, we put the NRL on notice. We are back, baby. Hashtag top eight. Here we come. Two, Manly fans have given up. There were easily more Roosters fans in the crowd tonight. <laughs> Oof. Unlikely. Okay, first game up Thursday night. West Tigers take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Leichhardt. Uh, Tigers obviously 
very good record at Leichhardt, which is, um, you know, they play like one fucking game there every blue moon. You know, I mean, I'm no fucking genius, but... I know we're fucking ragged on him already this episode, but did you also <laughs> see fuck cunt bald fuckwits comments about suburban grounds? Look, I saw the headline, and I just knew that I'd be infuriated by what he said, so I chose for the sake of my mental he, health to avoid reading he's basi- that. He's basically calm. My mental health's fucked. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> You're dead inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm about ready to throw a fucking water fountain through a wall and run out. <laughs> but, um, he's basically said that, you know, look, I'm all for the history of suburban grounds, but what I'm interested in is the casual fan who wants to turn up to a game every now and then with their wife and kids, you know, are they really going to want to stand on the hill at Cogra? They have a fucking great time there from what I've seen. Well, I have better times with my kids. Now, like Suncorp Stadium, I rate as one of the best sporting stadiums I've ever yep. been to. Not a bad seat in the house, really. It's fucking great. Even though most of the times I've been there have been fucking miserable. Yeah. But we had a good time at the Origin last year. Oh, it was fantastic. That was great, yeah. Um, Smash the fucking cunts. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Oh, no. Look, Matt Bowen ran away from me. <laughs> Score the try. Oh, yeah, you bring up old shit. At the end. Fucking Kamali. Um, But I've had much more fun with my kids, yep. especially my kids, mm. at Q Cup grounds. Yeah. Up here. Yep. Um, you know, you... And I know it's not NRL, so it's obviously yeah. going to be cheaper, but you can get in there. You know, there's... It's more more conducive to kids who, you know, at halftime may want to go and fucking run around yep. for 10 minutes. Yep. Um, Link up with other kids that are there, and you know. Yeah, yeah. when, uh, you know, my... The eldest was down in, in Sydney a little while ago, caught up with Nat and a couple of the players. At, yep. That, that was the first first-grade game he'd seen not at Suncorp. Yep. And he was that fucking amazed at how close he could get yep. that he couldn't be pulled away from the fence. Yep. He could, it, like, he just blew his fucking tiny little mind. That he could be, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's not up in the bleachers. Yeah. Uh, up in the, the fucking in the stadium. Stand, so, yeah. you know, again, Greenberg is that fucking removed from the reality from of, yeah. Or maybe it's or maybe it's us. Maybe we are the ones that are fucking removed from reality. I would not. Th- I, I would. I would expect that we come in into contact via this show with a massive cross section of fans. Yeah. I dare say we're more in touch with fucking what oath. fans want. But the thing is, I'd have more respect for the fuckhead if he came out and said, "Here's the reality." Yep. The state and federal government are tipping all this money in. Yep. To put these fucking stadiums in. Yep. And for for us to do X, Y, Z and keep it affordable for things like grand finals and state yep. of origins, yep. you need to do this. That would be good if you said that, but I mean that would that would be that would be hypocritical then because then he yeah. turns around and charges a fortune for origins and grand finals and says it's a premium event has attracts a premium price. But then what do you do when <laughs> you've got, you know, North Queensland? Yeah. Are forever gonna be playing at fucking thirteen hundred teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a massive fucking advantage for them. Yep. I was going to say Gold Coast at Hope Solo, but... Fucking they'll be Adelaide or somewhere by the yeah, so, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it, it's not realistic. It used to be fucking great though. Like the Gold Coast used to be fucking great when they were Carrara. I love. I used Carrara to go down all back to the, when Martin yeah. Bella was there and stuff. Yeah, it used to be a. F- that's fucking close to the action. Yeah. Right there. I mean, Jesus, that was like you feel like you could fucking put your hand, you gotta grab a fucking corner post out from there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, it, it's not realistic for people from Penrith to travel in to fucking Homebush or wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. Or even at this new fucking Super Hillsong Stadium. The out of Parramatta, yeah. yeah. It, like, uh, it's a fucking local fucking teams. They're named after fucking suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, retard. Anyway, so your your point your point is that uh, that Leichhardt's great and should be utilised more, and we should never lose the suburban grounds. Well, they could clean up the pisses at Leichhardt. To be perfectly honest, if they want to do something for the suburban grounds. Okay. I mean, those places, it's a fucking hovel. However, the hills and everything, fantastic, yeah. fucking glorious. There's nothing... Oh, yeah. If, I don't want if to you are us. a Tigers supporter and yep. you are not going to every fucking home game you can, mm-hmm. you know, at Leichhardt mm-hmm. or fucking Campbelltown, you're a yep. merged club, fucking deal with it. Yep. If you are a Tigers fan and not getting to every suburban home game, you're doing your whole fucking club a disservice. And your fucking more white brigade. Yeah. Get in, get down to fucking Leichhardt as well, you, yeah. you, you surly cunts. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, the game at hand. The Cowboys appear to have approached something resembling what they're supposed to be like, given their roster. The Tigers, currently down. The, the, uh, the, the, the point scoring thing has remained, you know, similar. However, they've lost the you know the resilience in defence and and uh, and those missed tackles aren't being covered up like they were earlier mm. in the season and now they're like they're by far and away aren't they like the most missed tackles? Yes, they're averaging something like 30, 34 or thirty five per game. Yes. Um, Leichhardt though, you know, after we had that, that whole big talk about the about suburban grounds, Leichhardt is one of those ones that has an advantage. It has a. It has, they've they've won their last you know, they, X amount there. They grow a leg. There's six. Yeah. There. You know, Cowboys traditionally not travelling side. They've been had a disruptive preparation to this game as well. They've been away from home for for two weeks. They've had the whole Scott Bolton thing. You know, coming through. You know, how does that affect them? I don't know. Russell Packer's back in the side. Yeah, that's a big one. There's just the, there's just a couple of things that are, that that lead me to believe that the Tigers can probably jag it. Um, you know, does you know? Will they? I don't know. If the Tigers can hold onto the ball and keep fucking their whole squad on the field, for the entire eighty minutes. Are you talking in terms of sin bins? Yes. Yep. They'll be competitive. Yep. The worry is that a couple of these Cowboys forwards figured out what they're capable of. They remembered. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and although Packers an, an absolute need for that team in terms of soul and, and keeping them together I, I'm not sure that they would have the the way to stop a yeah if Tom Wallace hit yeah. their career best sort yeah. of stuff again yeah so alright I'm I'm, to, I'm torn I mean there's a lot of reasons to pick the Tigers I just feel like the Cowboys are you know there's a lot of reasons for the Cowboys to lose last week too and they, they looked great mm. So, I guess the jury's out at the moment. I don't remember who I picked. I think I may have picked the Cowboys, though. I think I may have picked the Cowboys mm. in the old tipping thing, which I don't usually go back and revisit and change after. So, the Knights take on the Panthers up in Newcastle. The Knights have got Lamb back at half. Cogger drops out. 
to 20. Uh, <sighs> Marin's named, who the fuck knows? Yeah, your 21 is a very... Um, yeah, it was a t- it was tough for the club to get their 21 together. Yeah. Marin named, who knows what's going to happen with the dislocated finger and if he's going to be right to play. Uh, Jerome Luai and Cade Ellis joined the bench. Uh, for for Hetherington and Leota suspended and injured respectively. Yep. The danger games for Penrith are the ones where they go in too sure of a win. Yeah. Well, I don't think I think with your injury situation, I don't think you're doing that. So well, this is what I'm saying. This injury crisis is a blessing in disguise. It's a crisis we needed to have. Yep. Um, so now we need to go into every game from here, knowing that we are underdogs. But if Newcastle are going to beat you, it's going to be at their tremendous home stadium with their home crowd. Yeah, definitely. When you've got a, absolutely fucked from injuries. Pen, for Penrith to win this game, discipline needs to be paramount. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then they get home relatively easy. The class of Maloney will get them through. Um, the, the Knights are not a team that are going to put on some kind of you know um, rushed rush defensive and uh, and and max intensity. Yeah, that's it. minutes like the Cowboys produced. Yeah. The thing that does worry me is again we've we've got some you know big strong guys. Yes, but not quick yep. in our centres at the moment. Yep, yep. And that little fucking stutter step that Ponga does. Yeah, he'll have him to to put Fitzgibbon over. Yeah. Oof. Scary. Yeah. So I mean, let's have to watch the side with Yo. And um, fucking yo, most underrated player in the world in any sport. Not in the centres though. Most underrated fucking human. Relax. You can't use that on every player every week, all right? I don't. He's the most. Yeah. All right. We'll see how he goes at centre. Like Obama won the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. That should have been yo's. Based on. He was the one that actually started brokering the Iranian nuclear deal. But no the one, one knows the United, that because he's underrated. The one the United States just pulled out of today. Yeah, which is a bad <laughs> thing, you fucking Trump supporter. <laughs> I didn't comment on it. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying if you want to start throwing out peace well, prizes, maybe hey, maybe throw them down for people that can fucking achieve something. It's a legacy that sticks. Hey, That's all just, I'm saying. You know, stop grabbing me by the pussy, please. <laughs> Go and make Manly great again. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I would. I just need. To, I just. I just need those. I just need those fucking Qatar Airlines boys to get get on board. Yes. So in in uh, in conclusion, uh, Knights thirteen plus. Fuck the you. Doggy, <laughs> the, doggy, the doggies take on the eels in the in the the battle of who gives a fuck. <laughs> That's it. Parramatta. Well, uh, yeah. I mean. Is, I'll tell you one thing with Parramatta I mean they lose all those games at the start of the season they get a couple of wins in a row and they you know come close last week how quickly the media they're fucking so primed and ready for Parramatta to fulfil the yeah, narrative yeah. like they are just looking for the slightest little opening and inkling that there's something there so they can fully go jump all in on the whole Parramatta yeah, narrative 100%, 100%. And, uh, and it'll be uh, no different this week too yeah. because uh, the doggies have got plenty of flaws that can be exploited by the eels. Yeah. Tim Tim Manor unfortunately won't be in after being skull fucked by Father Mulcahy. <laughs> He's got a fractured socket. <laughs> and they'll keep him out for how long? I don't know. How long does prayer take to miraculously heal wounds? Oh, he'll be back next week then, sure. Yeah. If he's not, there is no God. Okay, so it'll be confirmed. <laughs> Here we go. Centuries and centuries, <laughs> centuries of, of, of religion, um, 
academic academic and theological study and uh, you know scientific in- intervention and, and provocation it all comes down to this game <laughs> well not this game <laughs> didn't matter they're frantically rereading the Dead Sea Scrolls and it wasn't 666 it was just gigantic curly eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, yeah, we agree that Parramatta Eels are going to win this game and no one needs to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. This is one of those... Uh, this is going to be... The, yeah. This is going to be one of those... It's like I said um, last week, I think I um, chatting to chatting to the boys and I, was, I said that uh, with that Broncos game, Broncos-Dogs game, I said that um, like Thursday night football... <laughs> where the yeah, doggies yeah. are involved is like the retarded fucking son of Monday Night Football back in the day when we had those when it was the the Sharks the Eels and the Knights would have games against yeah. each other and they'd be just diabolical like it's where the, it's where the first term where the whole Vuvuzela thing started coming up yes in, in relation to the show yes I predict that this to be uh, of the same of, cut from the same cloth the Warriors take on the Roosters at Mount Smart Stadium uh, Sean Johnson out out again. Uh, so Mason Lenor is in at halfback. Uh, Not the end of the world. Isaac Luke named again because clearly he is fucking indestructible this year. And uh, either that or they last year they basically kept him sidelined so they could harvest spare parts for a serious tilt this year. And they just uh, there's plug and play with uh, with Isaac Luke. Um, Maybe that's it. What's that? Maybe they set Bryce up, and all of that time. They've been telling him that, you know, they've been having the fucking coat hangers and he's been paying them 50k. Yep. And every time Isaac Luke's pocketing the 50k, he's grabbing the stem just cells. Just fucking drinking those stem cells down. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Roosters. Uh, no Radley. And um, that's uh, that's the only change. That means that mm. it's going to be Jake Friend all day and I think the Warriors are going to take this one. Remember Sean Johnson, he came out, he was a late withdrawal, I think it was a game day withdrawal in the first time they played the Roosters this season in yes. Sydney and we were like, holy fuck, this is the first the first big test for the Warriors and uh, against the Roosters side and Johnson's out. The, oh, the Roosters shit. were just starting to come good. Yeah, and, they, and, and the Warriors smashed them. This time, it's uh, they've won convincingly a couple of times without Sean Johnson. Uh, they're at their home ground, and uh, I think the Warriors will have no problem dispatching them in this one. Yes, I agree. Storm take on the Titans at Suncorp, game one of the double header. Look. It, um, I, I think the Storm, coming off the back of that loss they had last week, um, uh, are a side to be reckoned with, yep. and I don't think the Titans possess any of the required defensive capability to stop that. Yeah, and uh, and and what were you saying? Their completion was last week or something like sixty five percent. Yeah, and that's and yeah, sixty five percent. There's legitimate immediate family members on the line. Yeah, Bellamy does not play that shit two weeks in a row, and we've seen it this season. They had a game early in the season was like that, wasn't it? Mm. And then they came back the next week and fucking dominated whoever it was. They there, played. there is a real risk that the Dally M winger of the year will be Josh Addo. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying three tries, three points for, yeah. for Fox? <laughs> no, I'm saying that there'll be no car on the end because they'll fucking die. But. <laughs> well, no, he's the only one. He's, I mean, at this stage, he's, 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 I think he's kind of Teflon because he's putting in, he, he's uh, always looking the best of a bad bunch. Are you saying it's like blanket reprisals? Yeah, well, no, that's, that's what Bellamy does. Oh. If even the best of you have a fucking mother appear in a battle of, barrel of fucking lime. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, Storm. Yep. Um, and the <laughs> doesn't doesn't even matter who the Titans. I, I'm sorry, Titans. It doesn't even matter. I mean, the fact that Cardi's on the bench, and uh, you got Brimson, AJ Brimson in the six. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You haven't got Jai Arrow. Yeah, no, yeah, it's no. A massacre. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Broncos at uh, the second game of the doubleheader, and um, no changes to to the Manly side. Can't got no players to do so. Yeah, <laughs> um, Bird is moving out to the centres. To I mean, it's going to be the battle of the fucking the battle of the Maccas fanatics. I think. I mean, <laughs> You're gonna get, fuck. You're gonna, you're gonna get Suley. This, I mean, he's gonna outpace, out eat, fucking <laughs> truck bird, nonstop all night long. Um, Nick Rima and Milford, the the uh, the long term half. Nick Rima is uh, moving back into his long term position that he didn't have long term. And, um, <laughs> and I don't. I honestly, I think the Broncos. You got to remember last week they weren't were not very good and, and were kissed on the dick to win that game. Manly starting to turn it around. Traditionally, Suncorp Stadium is a pretty happy hunting ground for the boys, and uh, I just I just feel like this week uh, they're going to put it together and smash the Broncos thirteen plus. Yeah, yeah. Daly Cherry Evans dreaming of where he'd actually like to fucking play. <laughs> what you mean for an, in an Origin environment? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say because he would never play for the Broncos. No. Um. We have to talk, we'll talk about that thing that you yes. showed me later after we finish the preview because it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I only go, I don't go to, to that forum often anymore, but they've always talked about doing it. And if they've actually pulled it off, then fucking more power to them. Uh, the Rabbits take on the Dragons, ANZ Stadium. This game, I mean, you know, surprisingly, it's a fucking big clash. Match of the round sort of shit, right? Mm. Um, Rabbits in good form, great form at the moment. Uh, Dragons on fire. Uh, you know, untouchable form at the moment, coming off a, a huge win over, you know, one of the teams they were perceived to be their uh, their big um, rivals for the title. Uh, Burgess is back from suspension, Sammy. Uh, probably a good thing for the Rabbits. I mean, but, you know, they, they sure didn't miss him last week. No, they didn't. Uh, and the Dragons, uh, we've got Zach Lomax named in the seventeen. And uh, I, I feel like we got Reese Robson. He's dropped into he's dropped out to eighteen. So I don't know if it's like an intentional blooding, cycling young young players through. I mean, they're going to have a period where presumably they'll be hit hard from Origin. I mean, we've even seen articles come out today with was that Tarek Sim saying he wants to play Origin. And, yeah. And so that's on that's on top of you know McInnes is in the mix and you know Frizzle will be there for sure. Then you got Vaughan's putting his hand up and you got, you know Debellin. Is looking like you know he'll you know he'll be a, almost a, a dead certainty. Aiken to take one of the centre positions. This whole fucking Dragons team, yeah, reek of fucking. I don't know whether it's insecurity or entitlement. If you want to put on a fucking Blues jersey, yeah, give the selectors no choice. Yeah, but you, you know you want to, you want to signal your intentions first and then back it up. Like I'm happy for him to do that. Yeah, but he's already done that. This is like the third week in the row okay. that he's had some fucking mouthpiece about, you know, I won't let you down. If you okay. if you want this attitude, in order, I'm your man. Yeah. Uh, okay. At, at some stage, stop fucking talking. Also, it's we're strong believers in bad things happening in threes. And your fucking brother dropped the, the fucking semi-final for the Broncos a couple of years ago. Your sister can't fucking judge Dally M points properly. Yes. When's yours coming? 
better not come in an origin game. We can't take that risk. Correct. We've lost a, a billion fucking series in a row. That's it. We don't want to lose a billion and one. Exactly. Line through you, Tarek Sims. Yep, done. Fuck off. <laughs> line through your fucking bloodline, mate. Um, Dragons to win convincingly. Yes. Raiders take on the Sharks. Canberra and Canberra. Is it getting cold yet? It's been really cold this weekend. I'm wearing a long-sleeved jumper thing. At the moment, sleeves pulled up, though. And it wasn't fucking cold. I don't know why you're wearing that. I'm also not in Canberra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Canberra is surely it's getting to that inhospitable cunt hole. Yeah. Like, yeah, temperature-wise. I mean, obviously, you know, culturally and, and everything like that, it's a, it's an inhospitable mm. cunt hole at the best of times. But, yeah, look, it, um, it's going to be an interesting game. You know, the-, the Raiders are kind of trying to start to look to be putting stuff together. They're they're kind of, they're, they're slowly eradicating a lot of the dumb shit. Yeah, and yeah. and that's coming through like a general simplifying of things. And I don't know if that's a directive, you know, of of Ricky or you know something they've been working to do. But it just seems like they're I don't know. They're just slowly slowly getting it together. And it's yeah, and it's interesting they're against the Sharks in this in this occasion because that's another team that's like really not displaying a lot of anything but they're sort of getting it together you know what they're going to be in 2018 as well yeah well yeah you got to remember that the sharks are also sitting outside the eight yep so this is a good opportunity for canberra to actually stomp a little bit even though the sharks are not a top eight side at the moment yep if canberra can get this one done it'll give them a lot of credibility you know they beat a what's considered a quality outfit yep and so um, plus, they probably want some revenge on Moylan. Yeah, I, I suppose. Completely yeah. derailed the season last year. So. Yep, yep, possibly. Look, um, I just, uh, I don't know who to go. I, I, I mean, I would, I, I believe I probably would have tipped the Sharks, just because I feel that they're a much more settled and and solid choice at this stage. But Canberra. You know they could throw some points on. Mm. It's just, yeah, and it's just it's, it's I'm just so hesitant because I've just got this this just this feeling in the I don't know where it comes from, but it's like uh, the sharks just aren't there this year. Mm. They're just not settled, and uh, yeah, I just don't have the trust in them. And look, you know that's that's not saying a lot because I didn't really have the trust in them as they proceeded their way through the 2016 season. Yeah, until it was too late. And yeah, you know, and rugby league couldn't stop them. But uh, <laughs> but look, I'm going. I'm sticking side Sharkies. All right, hitting the mailbag. Uh, Mendoza one underscore Rod. He says, "Is it me or De- is Des Hasler AIDS? He's fucked manly with back ended deals and fucked the Bulldogs with the same thing. I guess when you're a silver tail, it instantly makes you a shit cunt." Hashtag even manly hates Des. Yes, look, Rod. Look, yes, look, it does. Look, look, look Rod. Uh, yes, 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 he is. But uh, let me tell you, even manly, ha- even manly hates Des. I, I think you'd be very fucking surprised. Very surprised. 
if he was to become, if he was to say that he put his hand up and say he wanted a job, I think you would find a massive groundswell at the moment. Yeah. Um, if co- you if you were fucking a wood chipper, mm-hmm. you'd jack off with a cheese grater any day of the week. <laughs> That's going to go on that Twitter account. <laughs> Cobra Burgers. Have you ever thought about starting a Discord chat for your listeners? Look, we had uh, Egg Council and uh, and um, and Bethany start one after the after the Twillies last year, but I mean, it's just if look someone if someone wants to moderate it and everything. What's like a Discord? That, it's like a um, it's it's like a mess. It's a, a like a messaging or like a group group sort of chat sort of app kind of thing. Okay, you would know what dis- surely you would you would be a number you would use Discord. No, but that's that's like that's pretty much the direct way you you in touch with teams, development teams, and crypto and stuff. No, I'm worried. That's why I'm in all the crypto channels for the, for those. I'm but, worried about scammers. Yeah, but you go on the official one with the actual. You're talking to the developers. No <laughs> scammer fucking message you and says I'm not the official one. You don't exist. <laughs> Download the app and you'll soon find you'll see what the deal is. You fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the channels are official, and then the 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 mods and the and the admins and everything are like the actual people who. <laughs> you'd have to be an absolute fucking spastic to get somehow scared. I like my television where I know the channels are official. I'm not putting it on, and instead of nine, there's some fucking weird like Russian thing with two dots above it. Yeah, but like so, basically, look, it, it does exist. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, tweet us on, we'll, and we'll figure it out. I, but if I someone wants see, to moderate it, I did see Bethany tweet. Yeah, a link. And if Bethany, if Bethany wants to mo- moderate it or whatever, then then that's fine. But because it's, it's just a lot of social media channels to to manage and all that sort of thing. And um, we're trying to do less and less uh, work than more. Heavy underscore Nova. Watched my first A League game for the Jets Grand Final. Good to see their video refs are as fucked as ours. Think I'll stick with League. I believe there was a goal scored in a one-nil game. The goal was uh, offside and uh, very easily uh, visible via video. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. I don't know the full story because I don't care. But um, yeah, soccer. Yep, yeah, good one. Mero Shahadi, I'm here again. Boys, someone explain this Hope Solo reference for the sake of the newbies. For fuck's sake! By the way, fucking Kimchi housewife is goal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, Hope Solo was. She's not a very good person, but that's not that's not point of story. She she was the goalkeeper for the United States women's soccer team. Mm. She may may have repped them at some Olympics and or World Cups and things yeah. of that nature. Now, you may recall an incident that happened a couple of years ago. Now, that went on to be known as the Fappening. Where there was bulk. Somebody got a whole bunch of nude pictures of a whole lot of famous people. Correct. They put them on the one website. Mm-hmm. One of the people that was on there was the then goalkeeper for the US women's team. Hope Solo. Hope Solo. With our selfies taken in all manner of compromising positions. That's it. Um, generally involving hustler fucking style gaping. <laughs> yeah. Now, Miss Solo since been referred to by David Attenborough as having what's called nature's invisible speculum. <laughs> because when she goes to the gyno, even the stirrups are optional. <laughs> All he does is sit there and whip out his full-size security guard fucking mag light <laughs> and shine it 
at the very worst, he's going to need one of those fucking dentist mirrors so he can get up there and fucking see from behind. And it, and and for, and honestly, it he considers it to be a successful day at the office when he doesn't get confronted with a fucking, I don't know what you call it, a flock of fucking bats flying out yes. <laughs> as uh, as she takes her position. Basically, she got cavernous, she got cavernous pussy, and <laughs> and and sea bus where the Titans play is basically this massive, empty, cavernous yeah. space. Yeah. Hence, so, Hope Solo Coliseum. Look. Hope you enjoyed the show. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm physically able to go and do pornography. You know, when I take my penis out, it's like a, a party popper going off in the middle of the entertainment centre. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's no, hot dog in the hallway, feeding a tic tac to a whale. <laughs> so, um, but normally, when you see a JJ, you expect it to be, you know, full <laughs> of a certain thing. You expect a snug fit. Is yeah, that's it. <laughs> and when you walk into Hope Solo Stadium. <sighs> Well, from the outside, you may be expecting that things will be chock-a-block in there. <laughs> the reality Once is- you're inside. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's empty and- uh, It fucking echoes. A chill wind echoes around. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts of past warriors. Fucking- yeah, there's Look, your reference. That's that's uh, probably the best that's ever been explained, <laughs> to be honest. Mo- so, well, maybe not the best, but I mean, certainly the most, the most uh, vivid detail- <laughs> And look, if I look, I I don't I don't know you well yet, Amir. But from the tweets that we've received from you, I just know you're going to fucking love that reference. <laughs> <laughs> NZ Tiger and Oz. Oh my god! Listening to this week in league's description of Mahe's hairstyle is having me in stitches. You sir, uh, MKH comic. Uh, thanks for the shout out, lads. Certainly considering a Woods episode. Um, referring to his uh, Mythology podcast. Uh, considering a, a Woods episode, one of the great modern myths. Do it. Yana Sanskor Mateus, five minutes in and stepdad's having to go at religion. I pause the pod, stop work immediately, grab a coffee. This is going to need my full attention and proceed. <laughs> and uh, Occupy Duckburg, I'm not going to push it too hard for hashtag of the year because it's a cursed award, but surely hashtag penalty Broncos is a good shout. I've, like, I haven't seen that one going around, but I'm... Yeah, I'm, look, I'm all for it. I have a feeling, though, that in one of the great Rocky stories of our times, Tigers in Decline may fucking come back to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Shields. So, Stepdad getting paid royalties on his use of the word cuck. <laughs> Hashtag word of the day. You did throw a few more out this week as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if Manly stopped getting fucking cucked by some cuck that was... <laughs> Fucking cucked by and the you're tigers. Calling, and you, you're calling, and you, you, you're trying to fucking throw that MAGA shit onto me, but I mean, like, cuck is basically their adjective of choice in all their discourse. Well, Mr. Underscore Sharkmeister. Don't worry about the hashtag never beans. What about the plotters? Cunts that have managed to plot along through a ton of first grade games despite their average talent. I don't have a full team, but you can guarantee Tim Manor, Mitch Orbison, and Jared Croker in there. Tim Manor would be the captain coach. Yes. Fucking... The first one in their team of the century. Yes. Absolutely, positively. And thank you, everyone, for their um, their team of... Uh, I don't remember what we shortened it down. I mean, you never were, beans. Never, never beans. But I feel that, that's, that some of the suggestions that came through never had potential. 
I think mm. they could have. I think they were more in the plotters category than yes. the, than these guys that were trumped up to be the fucking greatest thing that it turned out to be. You know, nothing. Mm. Uh, Twill so Joshua Ford, Joshua underscore Ford. Uh, I love your quickish episodes for long bus rides in Malaysia. Hashtag Twill Tourist. Thank you, sir. And we had a picture. I don't know if you saw the picture linked to us from Captain Cuck. Yeah, I did. Uh, the Goulman lookout with Twill Tourist with old Robbo, nude again. That guy's a loose fucking cannon. He does not mind nuding up in every... You know what, though? <laughs> what? I see that. Yeah. And that that's fucking amateur hour. Yeah. You gotta remember, I went through my fucking formative years... With, with Mr. Wars. With Mr. Wars. Yeah. Who is now in the very fucking strict police state that is Singapore. I can't, can't nude up as much. There was one time that he was moving house, and I'd had a new girlfriend for about three weeks, I reckon. Yeah. And we'd gone around, I was going to help him move and she was going to you know, go in there and fucking pack glasses and newspaper and all that shit yep. and the truck was outside and I've gone and I've opened the fucking the door shut and I've opened the back of this fucking truck yep. she's standing behind me and he's in there starkers just doing the fucking hip flicks <laughs> <laughs> but that was in, t- in anticipation flicking, flicking of you opening the balls. door yeah yep. <laughs> and he'd been in there in the fucking roasting sun for, I reckon, a good 15 minutes. Just waiting for you to turn just up. Just prepping it. <laughs> and when he saw that it wasn't just me, it was her, did not fucking break it. Yeah. Just kept fucking going. Even looked down and gave her a nod. <laughs> so, fucking Captain Robbo. Yeah, no, I don't want to see... No, I'm, look, I'm not encouraging him. We don't need to, we don't need to see additional... I mean, like, you mean, we fucked that sign, like, <laughs> we don't need to see that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, him, him and Sam, like, they're, they're fucking, like, two little peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what have we got here? Solzy sent us a tweet. Solzy04, he's, uh, he said, okay, Sydney-based Twill Nation, we're going to do the Origin Meetup thing. Not sure if the hosts want to get on board, but at this stage, not so. Probably not so. Uh, we'll be on the 24th of June at a city lo- city location from about midday. Some will then go to the game. The rest will watch on a screen somewhere. So be be uh, aware if you're in Sydney and uh, you're going down to the Origin. We've got uh, some people hooking up a bit of a meet-up there, so get get down to that, and uh, it might be a good training session for the, the grand final one. Um, now, this weekend... Uh, we have the the double header in Brisbane uh, at Suncorp, and uh, it takes place on Saturday Saturday evening. First game is at five thirty p.m., which is the uh, Storm versus um, Titans game. So we are going to be. We decided uh, after after much discussion that Fritzenberg is going to be the place, namely because they've got a fucking lot of good beers that I want to try on tap at the moment. So. So we're going to go there. The downstairs, they have they, they have like the downstairs part there, like underneath. I think they call it the bunker, and uh, which is fantastically NRL themed. And um, we're going to be going down there, partaking in beers and uh, burgers and stuff. And uh, what time are we going to get there? Between three and three thirty. I reckon. That, well, the the game, there's a Warriors game that starts at three. I reckon we should make it two thirty to three. 2.33, so we can watch a Warriors game on the telly while we have beers and fucking hamburgers. Yep, wings or whatever yes. other shit they got. And, um, yeah, and then uh, people who are proceeding to the game, by all means. So, fucking get along to Fritz and Burger, mm-hmm. eat some fucking wings and have some fucking beers. And their burgers are awesome. Um, yeah, they're very good. F- and they've got tons and tons of beers on uh, tap. And they've got, on, uh, they seem to have a Star Wars theme going at the moment for the... Tell you what, best May. thing? What's that? That fucking Fritz and Burger? Yep. 
They don't put salt on their chips. They don't yeah, put true. chicken salt on their chips. Well, you can do what you want with it. You can do what you want they with it. They fucking chips. crush up twisties and salt their chips with crushed up twisties. But is that is that a default thing? Because I don't remember that from last time. Maybe that's a bit. I haven't been there for like a year. Pretty much double header last time. Yeah. Probably last time I was there. Um, it's fucking good. Yeah. Mm. And go the, go the optional bacon jam on your burger too. Yeah. Fucking sensational. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Full time for episode 286. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, we're on Twitter at TWI League and Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So hit the like button, share our shit around. Thank you very much for those who do. Um, I fucking forgot to even look at iTunes if there's any reviews this week. So, hey, if you put one up this week, thank you very much. We'll read it out next week. Um <clears throat> Shout out to our our, our rugby league podcast boys, our Super League Pod, Sports BF, Screen Machine Pod, West Weekly, and the boys over at Sports Castle as well. Tipping, Giannis has taken the lead. So obviously the Tiger-centric people are dropping back a little. The Dragons people are proceeding forward. So Giannis is on top, tied with punching prolapse. Fuck, that's a newie. Pro Fantastic. space laps. Yeah. Uh, but we know we know what you we're picking up what you're putting down. They're on forty seven. One point back we have Cowboy Jared Ash, H Dragons fan, and then one point further back from that we've got Big Tiger, Mutsy, Melon, Mitch and Snappy Sazi. Um Regarding uh, Last Man Standing, we have Brown Snake 750 said, How many left in Last Man Standing, stepdad? Or have you spent all our money on Nangs, you fiend? Nangs or Nags? Nangs. N-A-N-G-S. Fuck, I thought that was like, you were talking about like horses. <laughs> What's a fucking Nang? I don't, I don't understand the vernacular myself. Fucking hell. Um, How many left? I've got no fucking idea. <laughs> it's budget week. <laughs> And if I have to look at another fucking spreadsheet, I'm going to shoot some cunt. Yeah. Which is good because the NDIS is now fully funded. <laughs> so I'll aim for your spine. Um, no, within the next couple of days, I'll put something out on Twitter. Okay. I'm just going to go on, compile Excellent. it all. And Supercoach, we've got change, the change in the, uh, the the pecking order with uh, Sam's Seals now on top, followed by Grey Ghost, Bought Not Bread, Captain Robbo, Cuck up to fourth, The Cheap Seats, Year of the Top 15, Pineapples for the Pokies, Meme Queens, The Hot Cosbys, and Kirkinators rounding out the top 10. Now, something just popped up on Twitter. Now, just quickly. Yep. The team formerly known as Toto's Terrors. About 13th or 12th or something. Yeah, the top 10. fucking declining. Yep, yep. Fuck you for ruining my nostalgia, Toto. Got clapped. Yes. Something has just popped up on uh, on Twitter. Now, I'm trying to go as far back as I can so I get the original source and credit them. Uh, okay, so there's two that were posted two hours ago. I'm going to go to the forum in question and see if I can find a, a, a post about it. So, it, uh, it looks like there's somebody on Twitter. We have uh, the Cumberland Throw at Eels TCT. Okay, so yeah, that is a, yeah, okay, I've not, I'm aware of that account. Okay, uh, saying, Dean Ritchie is a fraud and a hypocrite. Coming out saying that they've been told that an anonymous person and a mate of theirs cooked up the Bears Manly story and posted it on a Manly supporters fan page to catch Dean Ritchie out. It's all crap, and it was done to show that Richie just makes stuff up. Cheers. It's hilarious. So, 
Oh, I mean, like it's 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 known. If 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 you don't know, it's it, it is known that, that Dean Ritchie um, was given an early leg up in his journalist career from um, Peter Peters, and uh, so therefore during the agenda era when you know the Pens had the minority, the majority ownership share, but the minority board share at the at the Manly side, you know, Peters would send a lot of stuff through, and his you know former he'd he'd always push push it out as stories for his former mentor. Um, but I think it's hilarious because, I mean, if the forum in question they're talking about is the Silvertales forum, you know, there's always talk about, like, you know, journalists are going to read, are reading what we're saying. So, you know, so it's hilarious if they've actually put it together. I don't remember anything where, obviously, they're not going to say they've done it on the forum there. But, um, and I don't frequent it as much as I used to, but, uh, that's fucking hilarious if that's the case. Um, I can't imagine the Eels would have been, it would have been happened on the, uh, on the, on the Eels forum at all. So I don't know why they'd formulate a manly. The, no, it's, it the, says it happened on a manly form. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Hilarious. You know what? It, if this is true, mm-hmm. if it's true, yeah. I would fucking love as many people on social media to run at him yeah. as possible. Yeah, he'll block you really quickly though, just, yeah. just so you know. Um, but th- this won't garner any traction in the media. No. It, it's been well fucking established. Yeah. I, I have had journos you know, in conversation with me on Twitter basically say that it's better for them to be... Uh, first, yeah, than correct. right, yeah. And if if things change, that's out of their control. Yeah. Which is which is why Masood was you know he wanted to slit the throat and shit down the neck of the person who yeah. tweeted so, first about his uh, Todd Carney nod story. Fucking hilarious! What a night to finish on. Yep, great. And so hopefully that just leaves the the Qataris in 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 the running for Manly, and it's much better for the Pens anyway. Because I think the Qataris are going to pay fifteen million and and pay like a deposit of like all the fines for the salary cap stuff and all the, like that's people who you know have got the money and are prepared to throw it around to demonstrate the seriousness that, that they have. My th- my thing is though, what is there for a Qatari business to purchase an Australian rugby league team? Oh, look, you know, when you bought all the Lambos and all that other stuff, I mean, you need to find be- better ways to. Yeah, flaunch your, flaunch but you know, obviously, there's there's soccer teams that have, you know, cheaper owners. Yeah, and and that sport mm-hmm. is popular in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is it is strange because I mean, I, it's, it's definitely not an expat thing. I mean, there's there are a couple of you know synergies in terms of you know real basic stuff like you know the you know Qatari Airlines branding and and the Qatar flag and everything like that you know they it's like maroon and white you know that so yeah. you know basic things like that but i mean there must be a there must be connection somewhere further down the line that started it off because that stuff doesn't just appear in a vacuum but um i'd fucking love it to happen just to watch Cronulla fans lose their fucking minds oh, exactly i mean the, the the games there'd be there'd be a fucking riot every time that i will fucking organize I'll quit my job and open a travel agency and lose fucking money on holiday packages to bring cunts to Manly Sharks Shark Park games with a three-day beach stay beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous. Tremendous. And uh, that's all we've got time for. Lovely. See some of you this weekend. Yeah, if you want to pop down and have a beer, um, they've got one that's been highly recommended to me, uh, Jedi Juice. So not Jesus, not the Jesus Juice that Michael Jackson used to fucking lubricate the wheels of uh, playtime, but <laughs> <laughs> but Jedi Juice. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I plan on drinking um, numerous pints of that, and uh, yeah, and uh, see you down there if you want to have a chat and a burger. Love it. See ya. <laughs>